Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Michigan primaries have concluded last night. And the numbers are really interesting. I love it. The Wall Street Journal is saying it's a warning for both Trump and Joe Biden, which I do not agree with. I believe that is not true. It's a serious warning for Joe Biden. Why? Donald Trump beat Joe Biden by 140 votes. Now, they weren't head to head, but Trump got about 130 or so thousand. Well, the numbers have been updated. So it's about 130,000 more votes than Joe Biden did. And to be fair, Joe Biden uh, lost in Dearborn to uncommitted to literally no one, not even a person, because of the protest votes. In the general, in just, you know, statewide, 100,000 people, I believe it's 101, voted uncommitted. So they're basically saying no to Joe Biden. And this is principally because of his support for Israel, despite the fact his administration is now saying they're going to be calling for a ceasefire. So this is just bad news. You think it's bad news for Trump? I don't think so. A bunch of people voting for Nikki Haley. That's what they claim. Oh, but look, Nikki Haley got X amount of votes. And it's like, well, those are Democrats. Those are people who don't even want to vote for Joe Biden. So they don't want to vote for Joe Biden. They're voting for they're voting for Nikki Haley against Donald Trump. It, that sounds like Trump's doing even better. It's going to be interesting. We'll talk about that. And then we got a bunch of crazy stories about this young woman who was killed by an illegal immigrant, a criminal alien. And it's going viral because it really looks like the media is trying to downplay and whitewash this. The mayor of Athens in Georgia Wow. At a press conference, he got heckled and shouted down when he started to blame Donald Trump and making up lies about Trump instead of addressing the real issue. And it's a real issue that the left never wants to actually address. Yeah, you know, I think it was Jack Posobiec posted a clip from uh, Geraldo and Bill O'Reilly from, you know, 20 years ago, where Geraldo's like, don't blame, you know, immigration on the drunk driver. It's drunk driving. And Bill O'Reilly correctly points out if this person had been deported when they committed their first crime because they're not supposed to be here. These people would be alive. And this young woman, man, it's a brutal story. But if they enforced our immigration laws the way the country is supposed to do it, this young woman would be alive. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we got a lot of other stories. Canada wants to put you in prison for life for hate speech. I'm not kidding. It's getting crazy out there. But before we get started, my friends, head over to eyesofadvice.com. Purchase the new song by Timcast, Eyes of Advice. If you'd like to support our work directly, you can buy it off iTunes. Thank you so much. Or make sure you just follow at Timcast Songs on YouTube. I guess YouTube's doing handles now. So that's how you find it at Timcast Songs. It actually is titled, the channel is Timcast Music, but the tag is Timcast Songs, whatever. And uh, apparently this is like the most critically acclaimed video we've produced. Of course, you can see the image starring Ian Crossland looking decrepit. It's a heavy CGI. It's a crazy video. And of course... We are doing a kind of like pseudo mini contest where I said I'd give a thousand bucks to whoever can correctly, whoever can, can correctly describe what the video is about step by step in the comments. I'll throw you a thousand bucks. And it's not really a contest. I was just on, on Twitter and I saw these people getting it wrong. And I'm like, hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you can get it right. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to throw someone some money if they can if they can get it right. I think we, we, we might already have a, a winner now, but it's not quite there. If someone can get it better and really describe the video and break it down, what the, what the metaphor is and all that stuff, then uh, you know, I'll throw a thousand bucks your ways. But also, don't forget to go to castbrew.com, buy our coffee, 
I accidentally tweeted out earlier that the event was in Williamsburg, West Virginia. For some reason, I don't know why. It's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I was just not paying attention and tweeting. But we got an event coming up on the 5th. So this is only this is next week, less than a week away, Super Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dave Smith will be there. So it's going to be funny as well as fun. And of course, you got to be a member at TimCast.com so that you can get access to these private members only shows. This one is sold out, but we're aiming to do a show once a month. So we're probably going to start getting prepared for our April show and uh, finding guests for it. And we're really excited because we have this physical location in Martinsburg. We really want to build the community. We want to build our anti-Times Square. And it is at our Cast Brew Coffee location. So go to castbrew.com, buy our coffee, pick up your Appalachian Nights. And we're, uh, we do have a promo code. I don't know if I have it. But we're going to do a promo code for Re-Rise with Roberto Jr., where if you buy that, you can get two more bags of anything you want. And I think it's going to be 25% off. But in the meantime, go to TimCast.com, click join us. Become a member. We got a members only uncensored show coming up for you tonight at 10 p.m. You don't want to miss it. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a lot more is Jameson Ellis. How's it going? I'm glad to be here. It's uh, quite windy today. It's uh, cloudy and uh, a little right. bit different than what I'm. I did some investigating on my way here to see what's it what's it going to be like. And all of the pictures were sunny. It was bright, clear blue skies. And uh, yeah. it was it was raining. Uh, but who are you? In introduce yourself. Yeah. So uh, Jameson Ellis running for Congress against uh, Dan Crenshaw. And uh, yeah, just uh, happy to be here. Honestly, you're running against Crenshaw. So there's a, is there a primary coming up or what's the, what's the, what's yeah, the, yeah. So actually we're, we're almost done with early voting. So uh, early voting ends on uh, this Friday and then voting day is going to be on March the 5th. So super Tuesday. All right, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. It should be fun. Yeah. We got Hannah Claire hanging out. Hey, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlaw. I'm a writer for SCNR.com. I'm really happy to be a part of that team and I'm glad to be here tonight. Ian's here. Hello everyone. Ian Crossland. Happy to be here. Let's do it. Yeah, Surge.com, uh, let's get into it. Here we go. It's the big news from yesterday. I don't even know why we're having primaries, to be, to be completely honest. I mean, there's some weird news. Marion Williamson has unsuspended her campaign. She's back! And I made the joke, like, Joe Biden suffers a heart attack, Trump gets arrested, and then it's Williamson v. Haley. And, like, no one saw it coming. But check this out. 99% reporting. Here we go. Joe Biden ends up with 623,000 votes, but 101,000 people, 13%, 132 Uncommitted has two delegates. <laughs> 100,000 people voted uncommitted. They do not want Joe Biden. And it's worse for Joe Biden. Uncommitted trounces Biden in Dearborn presidential primary. That is, Muslim voters are voting uncommitted. They are voting against Joe Biden. They are protesting because they support, they support Gaza. And, you know, look, in essence, many of these people do support Hamas. And, you know, I know it's a difficult situation because there's a lot of people who are very critical of Israel and you're allowed to be. But these activists are posting images of paragliders. OK, so there certainly are people as much as people want to come out. No, no, it's about the Palestinian people. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of these activists have publicly stated they support Hamas directly and the, and the, and the, the, the atro atrocities they committed. I don't see how Biden can can get past this if it turns into two percent in the general election come 2024. Muslim voters just say, no, we're not going to vote for either of you. Trump wins. He, Biden yeah. can't handle that. Biden needs all the support he can get, especially in Michigan. I mean, there is it's really interesting to see the state turnout. I liked this uh, from the Republican angle because Trump got like 
over what almost 70 percent of the votes over well over 60 percent uh this is after nikki haley criticized him for getting over 50 percent in iowa and new hampshire saying uh well that means almost half of the republican voters don't want them there is so much no there's a democrat data no she's such a liar she is such a she's so she's such a a a character i think she she is staying in this race until what super tuesday just to prove a point just (sighs) to prove that she can spend the money i think her strategy is what vivek described She's going to stay in the race, hoping and praying that Donald Trump gets arrested or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, he already got arrested, but hoping he gets convicted and goes to jail. That way she can come out and be like, well, see, now I have to be the presidential candidate. But uh, she's lying. The people who are voting for her are Democrats. We all know it. CNN interviewed these people. They're just Democrats. I think the important takeaway from this is if the uncommitted vote maintains itself, it it could be that they knew Joe Biden's not going to lose. So let's make a statement, right? Come the, the election between Trump, they're going to be like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to vote for Biden. Sure. Or if it, if, he, if it even is Joe Biden. But if a small percentage of these people say no and they don't vote, let's just say all the uncommitted voters would commit to voting for Joe Biden if need be. Trump is still winning in terms of voter turnout. So if the primary voter turnout, turnout translates into the general, Trump is winning by 30 plus thousand votes. He takes Michigan. This is I feel like this is going to hit Biden everywhere. I don't see how this guy wins. I don't see how he keeps running. I don't know how he won in the first place. I don't know why, <laughs> Bi- don't know why Obama picked him as vice president. I, I I don't know why this guy is still in politics. No, no, that what would he easy. be doing? Someone was like, what would he do if, if he was no longer president? What would be a great job for him? And I just kept thinking to retire. He, he'd retire. Hopefully. <laughs> well, well, hold so on. Our nation's oldest president stops working. Good. That's a good plan. No, I mean, he could like work in a bingo hall or something. You know I mean? He's too old for that, I think. He's just so slow. He'd <laughs> have to retire. calling out the wrong number. And if I'm thinking life. that about a guy, what he would do after his job is retire. Like, and he's the president. He needs to retire. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah. Like, bow out, Joe. Bow out. You are done. Is it, it's kind of, did you guys see him on Seth Meyers? No. Mm-hmm. He's, Seth Meyers asked him, like, you're 81. What do you say? And he's like, hey, you know, uh, the other guy's nearly as old as I am. It's like, bro, nearly as old as you are, it's still bad. He's like, hey, yeah. look in, look over there at that guy. Uh, and then the funny, the funny the thing the question, was, bro. he's like, the other guy doesn't even know his wife's, can't remember his wife's name. And everyone laughed. And I'm like, that was you. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was literally Biden. It's what? one of other Biden's other personalities. No, it's it's not good. And I mean, B- I don't Biden know Biden saw talk- news about, you know, president forgets who wife is. And he's like, must have been Trump. Like, can't dude, remember. They're, they're talking about you. Yeah, it's bad. That's crazy that he confused Trump for himself. He but like, then his uh, physician just released his report being like, everything is fine. Do not worry about Biden. Yeah, no cognitive test needed. He's got hip arthritis, though. That's yeah. bad. And we're, we're concerned about some lesions on his skin. Maybe skin cancer. We can't say. Really? Okay, is I, that what they said? My, my greatest concern right now is that what we're seeing is elderly abuse. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items, like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. 
Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash Carlson. That's Carshield.com slash Carlson. Uh, you know, you see just how they continue pushing him out there. You see just how he continues making the mistakes that he's making. And, uh, you know, turning corners, not knowing where he's at, look, trying to ask somebody for directions. It's uh, walking it's, the wrong way. On stage. Yeah, it, it's absolutely it's absolutely insane. And one of the things it, it's of my opinion, I know we're on YouTube, too, so I want to be careful here. But, uh, you know, I it's my opinion that he didn't win to begin with. And um, so, you know, it's uh, well, that, that, that's a, that's that's an interesting, I suppose, semantic argument. What do you mean he didn't win? Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? What does that mean? I don't believe that he legally got the votes. But, so not defined legally. This is, this is the point of contention for the argument about whether or not Joe Biden won. What does that mean to legally get the votes? Well, I mean, whenever, whenever you have dead people that are voting, whenever, whenever you look at the, the ballot trafficking that has gone on, whenever you look at, say, 2,000 mules, right? I think they did a, a great job at at painting what really happened. Now you add all of that, which I understand that it, there, there needs to be further proof, but the fact that there was no real investigation done and the fact that, uh, that, that no courts would hear any of it out, but then you take into consideration the fact that they suppressed uh, the, the uh, big tech suppressed, uh, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop on top of that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, like it's, it, so it's there's very there's many different angles in which Biden you know supposedly won. Well, see, that's the issue, right? Bi- Biden legally won, and that's the important thing to understand. Legally does not mean right or morally. Democrats changed the rules, and in in many of these states, and that was the basis for most of Trump's lawsuits that were actually winning, was the constitutionality of the changes made by Democrats, and the courts just said it's legal. So you ended up with. Signature verification with a with a with a uh, an error rate of like zero point one percent, which is unheard of. It should be it should be a couple more than that. Like they should be checking signatures. You end up with ballot harvesting. You end up with voting in the park. And so I think you know I, I think the important thing that a lot of Trump supporters don't understand or didn't understand at the time, many of them being first time voters, don't understand what's actually going on with elections. And so the idea is. If Donald Trump gets up on stage and says, here are my ideas, and you say he's completely right about that, he's convinced everybody I know, I talk to people and they're saying Trump and there's Trump flags everywhere. Then come election day, Biden wins. These people go, how could Biden have won? This makes no sense. Biden didn't win. And it's like, well, hold on. It's because you guys thought an election was winning an argument where the Democrats thought, how can we change the rules so that it becomes legal that we win? And so you end up with what Time Magazine refers to as the shadow campaign. And that's happening now. The end of the day, like you can call it whatever you want. Biden won. He's in the White House. He's been in the White House. He's been messing around. He's been arresting his opposition. He's criminally charging uh, Donald Trump, calling for Trump to be charged, telling Merrick Garland. What did, what did, he, what did he insult? He insulted Merrick Garland and said, stop being like uh, studious or something like that. He said, go bring up charges. Now the Biden DOJ is going after a journalist over January 6th. To, to say that he didn't win is just sounds like it sounds like Trump supporters didn't understand the game that was being played. And they had genuine faith that there was a real election happening where we all go out and we all agree, I think this guy's better. And then we all shake hands. And the guy who wins is going to be in the White House. And what actually happened was Democrats said, we know we can't win the argument. We got a walking corpse over here. It's we can get, we can get Biden's going and on. And that was their best option. That's and who that, they, that and, was and the so best option. They put Biden in the basement. 
and they got ballot harvesting 100% and they went door to door and they started collecting ballots and it was legally well, done. Well, ballot harvesting and ballot trafficking, but here's, the, so you actually just said it. They thought that a real election was going on. So yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, a real election. It wasn't, right. it wasn't just changing rules. It was literally breaking the rules, which is breaking the law. So you know, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of directions that we could go just with this topic in general. But uh, at the end of the day, changing the rules and breaking the rules are two different things. I think there was a little bit of both going on, or a lot of bit of breaking the rules. But uh, I, I I think the issue with the so after it all went down, the real the real block was standing in the lawsuits. So the big one, of course, being Texas v. Pennsylvania. This, I think, exemplifies exactly how the Democrats, quote unquote, won. They did not. The, the way the way I describe it is in terms of what an American thinks an election is, certainly Biden did not win that. In terms of what an election functionally and legally is, oh, Biden won, won by spades. He's sitting in the White House. He got the legitimacy assigned to him. But Texas v. Pennsylvania exemplifies exactly how it went down. A year before the election, Republicans and Democrats cut a deal unconstitutionally that would create universal mail-in voting in Pennsylvania. They were not allowed to do that. The Republicans in Pennsylvania knew they couldn't do it. They tried changing the law so that they would allow universal mail-in voting and stopped halfway when they realized the Constitution banned universal mail-in voting. They then revisited, changed the, the wording of it, did a deal with Democrats, steamrolled it through anyway. Texas made an, an, a very, very important point that I agree with. If we are all to have an election and the rules are as such that we determine our elections, blah, blah, blah. But one state is breaking the rules by violating the Constitution. Then our votes are being nullified. Let me put it this way. 50 people are in a room and they're all going to decide on, you know, who's in charge. But one guy's got a gun in his back. And so he votes. And, and then Texas looks at it. Hey, no, 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 no. Hold on. That's not a real vote. That guy has a gun to his back. He's being forced to vote that way. That's basically what they're saying about, about Pennsylvania. They changed the rules in violation of the Constitution. You can't do that. That vote shouldn't count. We got to throw this back to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, no, we will not hear this. And that exemplifies. So I think the problem is, if you approach this, assuming that how Joe Biden wins is fraudulent ballots printed up and things like that, and you're going to lose in 2024. Because what the, the they they admitted exactly what they did. Mark Zuckerberg spent five hundred million dollars. Wisconsin voter in the park. Pennsylvania changing the laws to allow universal mail in voting. And then all of a sudden people are getting ballots dumped at their houses. Certainly there's there's voter fraud. You had that woman from what was it? The view who said she voted for her son and then tried to panic and backtrack. I believe there was certainly a lot of like moms voting for their kids, but it's much, much simpler than that. And the way you need to combat it is, one, either get rid of universal mail-in voting, which I think is ridiculous, get rid of early voting, which I also think is ridiculous, and you got to address the procedural changes Democrats made because it is impossible to you, – you can, you can get people to watch ballot boxes and, 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 and all that stuff, and that's the trick. If Republicans all say like, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to watch all the belt locations, we're going to film, we're going to make sure none of this weird, you know, 2000 mule stuff is going on, you'll, you'll lose. Because what they're going to do is they're going to go, oh, oh, geez, they're watching those ballots. And then they're going to send out their ballot harvesters to go. James O'Keefe caught them doing this. They're going to go knock on doors and they're going to say, fill out your ballot. And so what happens is you get a guy who doesn't care to vote, never wants to vote, knock on his door. Someone says, did you vote? And they go, no. Well, it's right there. Fill it out. I don't want to fill it out. I'll come back tomorrow. Okay, fine. Here. There you go. Get out of my house. 
Then you got parents going to their kids and being like, okay, we're going out for dinner. Did you vote? And the kids are like, I don't care. I don't want to vote. Fill out the ballots. And the kids go, okay, fine, whatever. And they fill it out. Okay, can we go eat now? That's how they're getting it done. And so right now, we got all these polls showing Trump winning. We got Trump trouncing Biden in, in uh, uh, Michigan. But I will just put it very simply. There is a shadow campaign. Democrats, according to Time Magazine, had a shadow campaign in 2020. They certainly have one today. I'm not worried about fraudulent ballots being printed up or whatever. I do have a concern about what they did in Arizona to Kerry Lake. Ballot machines got wrong paper printed and the machine stopped working. But I think the big play right now needs to be, and it's funny because it seems like with Ronna McDaniel finally agreeing to step down, the Republicans are still, I don't know, a year or two, two behind in understanding what Democrats did and how, how to combat it. And it seems like only Scott Pressler is leading the charge. How that guy is not in a leadership position at the RNC is, is it's proof to me Republicans have not learned why they lost, or at the very least, the Republican establishment is actively trying to sabotage the Republican Party, the, the candidates. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that, that's that's the uniparty. And I just want to say one other thing. Let me cut you off, no, brother. I'm you sorry. Um, you know, in, in Harris County in 2022, during the general election, there were five red precincts that ran out of ballot paper. And there were a lot of people that didn't get to vote because they never replenished the, uh, the paper in time. So Democrats are going to figure out a way to cheat. One of the things I try to encourage people to do is, look, we have to continue to show up to vote because each time that you show up, if we show up in droves, we expose the manner in which they're cheating. And then once we expose that, we can mark that off the list. They won't be able to do again because we'll put safeguards in place. There's not an infinite number of ways that they can cheat. And so, you know, eventually we'll have all of that exposed. But if we don't show up to vote, then none of that none of that gets exposed. But I can guarantee you that in Harris County, that ain't going to happen again. There needs to be. And there probably already is, you know, look, we're, geez, we're, we're like eight, not even, like not even eight months away. There should be 10,000 lawsuits filed right now in every major state. Why the Republicans have not tried to abolish this universal mail-in voting garbage right now? I mean, some probably are, but. That's what happened in Delaware. Delaware just had um, their Supreme Court ruled that uh, they, they had permanent absentee ballot ballots. Yeah, there you go they were saying permanent democrat state right it was interesting because the, the lawsuit hinged on the fact that if you were to request like one year you're out of town for work or you have the flu or whatever from then on they would always send you yep. an absentee ballot and the supreme court said this is in violation of our constitution uh, and they also amended some early voting stuff but so it's happening it's maybe just not happening on the states that we feel critically need to address something well we got big news here is from the daily mail the supreme court will decide if trump is immune from prosecution justices agree to take up the case and delay jack smith's election interference trial the court set oral arguments for late april and kept january 6th trial on hold so this is going to get pretty interesting nancy pelosi of course is losing her already enfeebled mind saying the Supreme Court is placing itself on trial with its decision to hear the former president's total immunity claim. It remains to be seen whether the justices will uphold the fundamental American value that no one is above the law, not even a former president. But I'm excluding Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, the rest of the Bidens, my husband, my I added that last part, by the way. But yeah, no one's above the law, but her. She's allowed to inside trade. That's legal, actually. Joe Biden, all that Brisbane stuff, that's nonsense. The crack smoking, well, you know, that happened in the past. We're not, we're not going to go back after uh, Hunter Biden for doing all these very, very illegal things on camera. So what was he, what was he, was like going 180 miles an hour or something? I'm probably getting the number wrong. Well, it was over 100. Went through trauma as a kid, and so therefore he can Wait, do whatever he wants. He did? 
I don't know if you know oh. this, but look who well, that was. That's enough trauma. Then free to go. I mean, oh, if he had a hard yeah. life, then he can do whatever he wants. Yes, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, but long, the, tr- the like only that. caveat there is that you have to have a hard life, and your dad has to be the president, and yeah. then you're good to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, do whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> if you have that kind, of, I mean, if he came from tough times, then free pass. Yeah. yeah, we got to let him go. We should have a society where there are no consequences for your actions you know, for those who claim they're troubled enough. Poor Hunter Biden. Yeah. You know what I mean? All he wanted to do for him. was launder fake paintings for hundreds of thousands of dollars, do crack, bang hookers, yeah. and, you know, funnel money from foreign countries to the pockets, yeah. pocket of his dad, the big guy, to, uh, you know... Uh, Enrich his family. I used to have and here we are it, judging him. So we're judging his family values. All he's oh. trying to do is to help those who have the same last name as that, him. He probably that's needed right. that those money. Are family values. Those are family values, and we're against Not good them. ones. They probably <laughs> needed that money more than the rest of us anyway. You know what I realized? Probably. They need it. The, the uh, Hunter Biden funneling this money to his dad in this conspiracy makes them happier than it makes me sad. Yeah. So the overall happiness in the world has increased. So and that's, you know, and that's obvious if you look at this situation in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. That may, it becomes that's even right. more apparent how, how how much happier everyone is since the Bidens have taken <laughs> taken control they're, they're of that everyone it's sector so happy. of the. Of it's the funny because Joe Biden is like a B tier kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like he's he's never been presidential, and here he is. You're and being he, really generous with that B rating, though. That B B tier, yeah. He just taught honest. us that if you hang out for long enough in the U.S. federal government, eventually someone will say, "Maybe you should run for president." Yeah. Just keep saying uh, yes, and one day and, they'll put I, you in the in the front. Right, right, right. You just got to elbow your way there. You have to be there and just continue to push forward. I mean, the Supreme Court, obviously, in my opinion, should intervene in this case, and I think it's crazy that any Democrats would be like. How could they do this to us? This is crazy. We had this whole plan and now they're ruining it. Uh, I think there is a level of um, two-tier justice where they would they would want the Supreme Court to intervene if they felt like it would benefit them. And in the case that it might benefit the American people to have this tried out in a structure of government that we all agreed to, or at least our our founding fathers agreed to, uh, they're against it. it it's, it's bizarre to me. I- Oh, I, I really want the days of like, it doesn't matter if I win or lose. It's just a matter of that the process is functioning. And what's the potential? The Supreme Court comes out and says he's not immune. I, I kind of feel evidence. like it's zero. I feel like it's low, but I'm also not a legal expert. It's very hard for me to weigh in on the intricacies of this. I just want it to go to the Supreme Court because that's why we have three branches of government, right? I don't want it to be like random states deciding he comes off the ballot because of something he did somewhere else, maybe implied. Like, if we're going to have a justice system, at least at this point, I would like to try and maintain it. Well, the only thing I'm concerned about, it always boils down to Republicans doing nothing, just being weak. Because if the end result of the Supreme Court hearing is that they're like, presidents are not immune and they can be charged, then I'm like, awesome. Let's get a single Republican DA to criminally charge Joe Biden right now while he's in office. The only problem is they won't do it. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. 
Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. In which case, the best outcome is probably the Supreme Court saying, no, Trump is immune. You've got, you have to impeach him first. And it really does make sense. Impeach the president for high crimes and misdemeanors, convict him, then criminal charges, then criminal conviction. The idea that a president in his official duties is not immune is absurd because this country had a civil war. Could you imagine if this precedent existed? So it's 1880 and they're just like, you know, we're, or let's just say 1870. We're not happy with reconstruction. So let's just charge the president with criminal, with a crime and arrest him. That's insane. It'd be civil war all over again. They would just start up again. So the president has to be formally impeached and convicted. They need to say, you're, you have committed high, uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. You out. Now that you're out, you're going to pay for those crimes. Otherwise, I say, okay, just charge Biden now. In fact, to be fair, they really should be criminally charging Joe Biden right now. Do you think they ever will, though? Like, no. Are, I, just, I just feel like it's very, very unlikely. It's, yeah, it's, he's the head of the, the law right now. Right, it's and they're the having guy. this like glacial play, pace investigation into whether he should be impeached. I mean, I, I, I mean, I do have some sympathy for House Republicans because, you know, they impeach Mayorkas, but it doesn't, it almost doesn't well, matter because be there's nowhere for anyone to go. Sure. But like generally the, the gridlock in the government right now means that even if they did, tr even if anyone tried anything, very likely things will just get shut down by the court system or, you know, it, it's almost like an ineffective uh, it's it's almost like a waste of time, except it's worth pursuing anyways. But also they know it's probably not going to go anywhere. It seems like a lot of people who would do something are really stuck. Like, it, like what I keep thinking about is Nazi Germany. And not, I'm not saying the U.S. government's that far gone. But like the only way the Nazis were going to be taken out of power is if a foreign country occupied and then removed them, like is what happened basically. Because no one was going to be able to vote Hitler out of power. He had too much. They tried to kill him, yep. but they couldn't. They failed at the assassination. Valkyrie or whatever? The assassination attempt. They yeah. they had a bomb in a, in a boardroom and they, they blew, the bomb blew up and almost Hitler like fell down and, and got messed him up psychologically and that it did lead to his downfall was a big part of that but a failed assassination attempt was it was it valkyrie was that what it was, it was project that valkyrie movie. yeah it was a tom cruise movie yeah they 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 saw he was Man. too far but in general i think you can impeach the guy but we're not gonna be legally taking our president out of power i don't think so i can't imagine it, like de facto that happening we don't want to remove joe biden because it is entertaining to watch him yeah, and but the, what else would we talk about? I've got like late stage. Yeah, but I mean, like, Nancy Pelosi navigating the tarmac. The American the people are are going to be glued to this Trinidad Shabbat pressure guy. And when it comes time to vote, it's like, well, here's our chance. Mm -hmm. You swap Biden out for Newsom. Newsom was going to do better than Biden. Biden, like, look, 100,000 people said no to Joe Biden for a combination of reasons. Mostly, I, I, it's because of Palestine. Good luck with that one, Democrats. They're in trouble. But obviously, a lot of people also voted for Nikki Haley, who are Democrats. And it's probably because they're like, I don't want Trump. I don't want Biden. So they vote Haley. Mm -hmm. And there Dean Phillips is like, please, my VP, Nikki Haley. Uh, I, oh, I, I do think it's interesting. Uh, I know you mentioned before that Marianne Williams was like, actually, I'm headed back into the race uh, because they think there is a there is a lack of confidence in Biden. Again, Dean Phillips, this uh, congressman from Minnesota, has had his campaign going. But there is no 
true solution to taking Biden out because theoretically, if he were to be impeached or if he were to you know have a medical issue and need to step away from the presidency, Kamal Harris is deeply unpopular. It wouldn't reinvigorate the vote the voter base. Uh, I feel like left leaning and progressive voters right now are looking at the future and it's dark and it's grim because they don't have any good options. This is actually pretty wild because uncommitted has more delegates than Dean Phillips or Marion Williamson. Than actual people. Yeah. The worst. That why would Marion Williamson decide to get back in the race? It's I like, don't know. She's just hoping like, hey, look, if Joe Biden's out, I'm the only one here. It's going to be like me and Dean Phillips versus Nikki. Haley. She doesn't take Dean Phillips's campaign versus very the seriously. World. Yeah. No, it's it's not good. I mean, it reminds me of of when and it was slightly different circumstances because of the um, kind of chaos of the Nevada primary versus caucus. But when Nikki Haley lost to like someone else or whatever the option was like anyone other than anyone, these people none of these people yeah. won yeah, over Nikki these. Haley in their primary <laughs> and it didn't matter because the caucus is what awarded Literally delegates else but help me but no thank you was what she lost to I mean at a certain point I think you're right there it, she must either be hoping or somehow feel like she has been guaranteed a shot at the presidency to stay in because it's a waste of donor money that could go down ticket to support you know securing a uh, Republican Senate, maybe, maybe, Republican governors, things like that. She's, know, Nikki she's Haley is maybe steal, she's stealing money from Democrats and she's doing it to help Trump. Oh, she's a double That's right. agent. That's right. She's like, oh, Trump's bad. Democrats give me your money. And then Reed Hoffman's like, here's a, here's a quarter million dollars to your pack. You know, that doesn't like, go to a Democrat campaign. Uh, you fools. She's I, not going to win. That I worked getting for him the whole fire. time. Don't you know he made me the... My UN his ambassador. UN ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been his puppet the entire time. If Nancy... Or Nancy Pelosi, if Nikki Haley like on March 5th at night came out and said, I just want the American people to know everything I've said in this campaign has been a joke on Democrats. I support Donald Trump 100%. And I'm glad all these Democrats gave me money because now it's going right to the RNC to help Donald Trump win. I'd be like, I like this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I like her a lot. <laughs> See, I feel like I could never trust her, right? Like, No, I'll take it. Yeah. But like, how okay. do you know that's sincere? Or is this just some sort of spin? Like, maybe I'm too hey, cynical. Maybe there's a redemption arc if for she, Nikki Haley. If she, but... I mean, that is more than a full-throated endorsement of Trump. So I'd take it. You know what I mean? Oh. I'd say, sure. Uh, maybe she's not telling the truth, but... Imagine the kind of smack in the face the mainstream press would get when Nikki Haley comes out and says, I was lying to you all. I'm for Trump 2024. Thanks for your money. Right. Well, Peace when, out. when she gave that speech in Greenville the other week, when everyone was like, oh, she's about to drop out. And she's like, I am not dropping out, <laughs> which is like not the a great sign. Right. No, but, but, but it was like everyone's like Nikki Haley has announced she will be giving a speech at, you know, noon or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow. Like she's going to be dropping out. And then she comes up on the podium. And she's like, I am here to announce I'm not dropping out. And I'm like, what? It's not a good sign. You when didn't you have need to, to do that. Right. It, but it's not a good sign when you have to come out and be like, I'm not dropping. Just so everyone knows I'm not like that's that there's not a lot of momentum behind your campaign. But she said this thing about how if she were to drop out now because she's making a case of why she should stay in, it would be the longest general election in our country's history because basically Democrats know it's going to be Biden barring something else and then it, it pretty much seems like it's definitely going to be trump as the republican she's, nominee she's so and she awful. said that like it was a bad thing which i think is kind of interesting because if you're a conservative wouldn't you want to have eight months really combing through he's who he's gonna uh select for his cabinet members like really being able to talk about what his administration would look like instead of having it be like weird republican infighting and then it's just him versus biden like you could use this time productively and again if i, I just feel like if nikki haley was really looking for you know an american first or a, a definite conservative party win she would think about this outside her own ego but instead she, it's like i have to stay in because the donors told me to yeah she came out and she was like we shouldn't have a soviet style election with just one person we've got it's like, what 
It's called he's the party leader and, and the he's an he's effectively an incumbent. Right. We we do this. This is normal. He he lost second term. He wants to try again. We say, okay, calm down, lady. It's weird because she said that thing like Soviet style where he gets ninety nine percent of the vote and then immediately was like, but, but he, he didn't get ninety nine percent of the vote in New Hampshire and Iowa. So obviously people don't like him. It's like, what do you want? How can we make you happy, Nikki Haley? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have very good news. This, uh, you know, I was worried. I've been very, very worried about dear leader's health. But the good news is we have news from the post millennial White House releases health report claiming Joe Biden is healthy and robust. <laughs> okay, well, look. Define healthy and define at, robust. You know, well, you know, sometimes they describe large women as healthy and robust. And we all know that they're not healthy, but I guess you can call them robust. I don't know. So relative to what? Healthy and robust. Well, if they said he's healthy for an 81-year-old man, which means he's two years past the standard life expectancy for an American male. So he's fading fast, but he's still alive. Therefore, he's healthy and robust. Robust meaning powerfully built, <laughs> sturdy, <laughs> full of health and strength. The guy who falls upstairs? That's the guy. Is, is, you've what? Been, you've been told. Oh, I love that he's definition. He's structurally sound he as he Requiring or characterized by much strength or energy. I d I'm much, much. Uh, I honestly, there are times when I feel like sort of guilty making fun of the way he walks and talks because it just feels sort of like you're punching down. You're punching at this like elderly guy who should clearly be retired, whose wife doesn't seem, despite the fact that in the report they say, you know, he's been happily married for 46 years. She obviously does not care enough about him to say, hey, maybe let's not run anymore. Let's enjoy your, your final years together. Like it, it feels a little bit gross to make fun of him. On the other hand, he puts himself in these positions where you're like, sir, you're representing our country and you make us all look bad. Maybe these, we should bully you. I, I just, these are fundamentally dishonest people. It's just that simple. For this guy, Kevin O'Connor, D-O-F-A-A-F-P, physician to the president. He says, as requested by the patient, the following is a summary of the current health status of President Joseph R. Biden. The president feels well and this year's physical identified no new concerns. He continues to be fit for duty and fully executes all of his responsibilities without any exemptions or accommodations. As in previous years, I've conducted comprehensive reviews of President Biden's medical history and performed detailed physical examination. Blah, blah, blah. This again, includes specialty, blah, blah, blah. Come on. What, what? A 10-year-old a, a, a can see this man on the TV and say something's wrong with that man. This is what annoy, one of the things that is going to annoy me. I know this is going to happen. Is Someone's going to be like, he has a clean bill of health. His doctor wrote that thing. I'm like, doing it. look at what I'm looking at. And now now a guy is waving a piece of paper. And I'll look at it again. Did it, did it change because he waved a piece of paper around? Or are you still looking at that same thing? You're still looking at that same Joe Biden. Joe, Joe Biden is going to be giving a speech. And he's going to grasp at his heart and go, ah! Uh, and they're going to shuffle him away. And everyone's going to be like, well, it looks like he maybe was coughing on something. He but his doctor, his doctor, yeah, and his doctor says he's healthy. So I don't know. I, we watched him on stage. He had a heart attack. No, he did. debunked. He didn't have a heart attack. He had a mild cardiac episode and he's fine now. And the doctor said he's healthy. You're a conspiracy. It's theorist. a right wing conspiracy theorist that he's not healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally wild. Do you, I think it was 2022. The word gaslighting was added to one of the dictionaries. Like, they're telling you he's fine 
And we all know his speech is slurred. And it's not right. even mentioned. Like Turn it out, shop under pressure. Right. Uh, like, the thing is, <laughs> I wait for this report to come out every year because they have to acknowledge on some level things are changing, right? So so last year they were like, he is experiencing mild stiffened gait, you know, because everyone says he has the dementia shuffle, that this is a signature thing that happens. Or at one point they were mentioning in the report that he has, um, like, Tooth, he had a tooth issue, which, you know, anybody could have like a cavity and need to be treated. Uh, but I just happen to know from from personal from friends who have family members with um, uh, dementia that gum health is connected to is supposed to be indicative of, of mental state. And so theoretically, if he's experiencing teeth problems and we're seeing all these other signs, like maybe they are sort of acknowledging that he is on the downward spiral. They're just not trying to say the obvious answer. They're giving all, they're, they're addressing all the symptoms, but not what's going on. I'm trying to find that Seth Meyers one. Is this is, new? Is, is Biden? I mean, you can just listen to the guy's speech. There are 18% of Americans, according to recent polling, have um, believe that you and Taylor Swift are actually uh, working in cahoots. <laughs> and after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, you, uh, you posted this on social media and wrote, <laughs> you wrote, just like we drew it up. <laughs> Now, can you, I have you on the hotspot here. Can you confirm or deny that there is an active conspiracy between you and Miss Swift? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> it's classified. It's classified information? That's classified you won't share it with us? I'm not gonna, but I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. She hey, I predicted that. They were going to come out and say a bunch of Trump supporters think there's a conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Where is the, uh, I want to find the clip where he's asked about his age. I don't know if it's this one. Is this a recent episode? Yeah, it's from a couple days ago. They're like, get this, put the sunglasses on. My conspiracy theory is that he has asked Taylor Swift to endorse him, and she has said no, and that's why they're trying to be like, oh, ha ha, it's a classified. She did it before. It's because she's actually turned down. That's my personal conspiracy theory based on my own nothingness. No one quote me. She's not very political. Is she, she like apolitical? She came out kind of as political, I think, to just prove that she is the token leftist, but... Uh, she hasn't endorsed Biden this cycle. She did last time. Very, very quiet now. Yeah, I want to. Uh, well, I'll vamp and tell you that Joe Biden is super healthy, you know. Robust. You, <laughs> we all wish. Uh, Here we go. Oh, here's an example. Some Here we go. Materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it. That says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's crazy because that was actually him. That's the video where he's like, well, it's not so much that he didn't remember his name. He's like, I got my, my sister over here. And he oh, points yeah, to his wife. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. oh, she switched on me. Oh, and he's all confused. Come on. Number one. Number two. Was there a story about Trump not remembering remembering Melania's name? I've never seen Look, a story I like mean, that. This is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us oh, back. Oh, just talking about Trump. Just he wants listen to take to us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And uh, oh, they cut it off. Like, that's uh, Aaron Rupar. You gotta love it when he when he cuts us off. It seems Joe that you have some cognitive issues. Like the other guy. That other guy. All the bad ideas of the other guy. That's the answer to that one. Wow, this, also, one, this, this one's wild. Who told you that? It's is classified. Events of October 7th and how... Biden Hamas said I'm a Zionist. Threat. 
to the safety of the He's not going to win these votes back. You've been negotiating, trying to negotiate the release of the hostages. At the same time, you've said that the response in Gaza is too much and that the loss of an innocent life in Gaza is just as horrible as the loss of an innocent life in Israel. And yet there have been calls for an immediate ceasefire. You have not supported those calls. Again, you seem like an optimistic person. You believe maybe there's a future for a two-state solution. But from where I'm sitting, it does seem like there doesn't seem to be any appetite for that right now. Do you see what is... Because, again, we see this horrible... Okay, dude, day. like, ask a question, no, please. No, he has to talk for five minutes for every 30 seconds. Biden talks to fill out this interview. Takes place. Ramadan's coming up, and there's been an agreement by the Israelis that they would not engage in activities during Ramadan as well. I think Aaron Rupar cut off the important parts of these where... At, when he's asked about his age, what's the last thing Biden says? Is he just abruptly goes, oh, well, oh, whatever. That's it. He just loses his ability to speak and just shuts down. Yeah. Well, it's hard. He's not getting enough sleep. He's not He's not getting the rest that someone in his condition needs, you know? Well, uh, no. The good news is he didn't need a cognitive test. Mm. According to the Daily Mail, during his physical, he didn't need it um, because he's totally fine. The White House <laughs> confirmed... Joe Biden did not take a cognitive test during his annual physical Wednesday and insisted he doesn't need one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there you go. One of, the repo- it. one of the reporters in the room was like, well, if he doesn't need it. You, she, she said something effective like he proves every day how cognitively sound he is. And one of the reporters was like, well, if he doesn't, if you know it's going to be fine, why doesn't he just take the test anyways to assuage you know, the concern? She was like, um, because the doctor did not think it was necessary. Which is just basically <laughs> saying because we don't want to know what the answer is, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I took that cognitive test. It's easy. It asks you, like, what a lion is. I don't know if Joe Biden could answer that. It's too political yeah. for him. It's classified, as he says. The only thing that's a kind of a getcha is it, it's, it is the test, like, the test giver will set, says five words. And then, like, a couple minutes later asks you what those words are. And I'm like, well, you know, that's interesting because I could, you know, if I, if you tell me to memorize five words, I will. If you say, I'm going to read you five words, I say, okay. And then a few minutes later, you're like, what were those words I read? I'll be like, oh, wow. Um. I wasn't paying attention. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Committing things to long-term memory is an active process. Well, like, I have to believe it's necessary. I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to intentionally try to remember things that don't matter. You know, like, when I when I used to work nonprofit stuff, I could take a look at a credit card and remember the full number like that. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't intending to, I wouldn't be able to tell you what someone's license plate was. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I didn't bother to even think about what the license plate number was. But there's, like, active memory stuff you can do. Where it's like, it's really cool when you see card magicians do this. But for like a credit card, all you're trying to do is commit each segment to memory. Instead of memorizing 60 numbers, you're memorizing four numbers. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to memorize four numbers. What happened? Um, Something happened? Yeah, I mean, I just got a Trump update saying that he was banned from removing the ballot in another state. It happened again. I mean, I just just saw it. A Cook County judge just... Illinois just removed Mm -hmm. Trump. Oh, man. Well, this is going to be a fun 2024. <laughs> Biden's doctor says everything's okay. Trump's getting the boot. But uh, let's jump to this big, uh, this big issue that's uh, basically taking over the, the, the talking point here as it pertains to illegal immigration. The Lake and Riley case. Hecklers shout down Athens mayor as he denies sanctuary city and announces public safety funds. I don't know if you guys saw this video, but it's absolutely wild. This dude, I, I should pull it up on Twitter. Because this dude is is just evil. He he blames Trump. He lies about Trump. That's the craziest thing. I, I don't know if I have this uh, if I have this video. I'll try and find it. I think Jack Posobiec had it. I had the story. 
Let me see if I can. Uh... The district attorney in in uh, this county has already come out and said, well, we have to make sure this does not be become political, which I agree in the sense that we want to make sure that, you know, the justice system is carried out in a way that isn't easily overturned, that that there's an, uh, a fair trial. But it is inherently political because of who is involved in this case. Well, it's inherently right? political because this Democrat wants to make it. Check this out. Check, check this video out. Humanity is the expectation of human dignity. Human dignity for a criminal alien who presumably was trying to rape a young woman. And when she fought back, he decided to murder her by crushing and disfiguring her mm -hmm. skull. That's what happened. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country, where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. Oh, I get it. Donald Trump said rapists and murderers are animals. And so that's why this criminal alien decided to try to rape a young woman and then brutally murder her. Makes sense. Or actually what makes sense is Trump was right. Yeah. Here you go. Wild. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. Charlottesville. You hear that? Charlottesville. <laughs> when I was younger, so when we I have... was a criminal. And you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crimes. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ, he saved... This guy's a Democrat. These people are evil. I'm sorry. We're, we're talking about a young woman who went for a jog never came home. Mm -hmm. Her friends got scared. She didn't come back. They called the police. They find her corpse. Secure surveillance footage. It, it, it turns out, uh, I should say the it is reported to be a 26 year old Venezuelan criminal alien presumably was trying to rape her. She fought back. So he murdered her. And this is what you get from leadership in these in these Democrat controlled areas. It's Trump's fault. Mm hmm. After but, the but DA it, is like, but don't make it political. The mayor the next day is like, it is in fact political. Yeah, but it's not just not just Democrat controlled area. So one of the supporters of my campaign, he's, he's an angel dad. His name is uh, Dan Golvach. And uh, back in 2015, his son uh, was killed by a five time deported illegal alien. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what really bothers me is we have this invasion at our southern border, you know, and. My opponent decided back in November that he didn't want to show up on a resolution to vote to impeach Mayorkas after he's been calling for the impeachment of Mayorkas for over a year. Crenshaw didn't show up. He didn't show up. That was to vote on a resolution. Why? Now, that's a great question. Why wasn't he there to, to represent his constituents? Now, ultimately, for the actual vote to impeach Mayorkas, he did show up. But my question is, why didn't he vote to show up for the resolution? Or why didn't he show up to vote on the resolution? Because here's what, what could have happened. Luckily, this didn't happen. But what could have happened was that there were not enough votes to push that resolution through to take it to the next step. Well, then what then? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we what are we in Texas supposed to do whenever we don't have our representative that just talks about how much he supposedly fights for the border to close the border 
but yet he's not actually showing up to vote on a resolution. And he never said where he was? No, not that I'm aware of. That's wild. Because I remember he missed a couple votes earlier in the year, but then he was like, I'm on paternity leave. I just had a kid. Like, there are times, or uh, Steve Calise came back and was, when they voted a second time on the impeachment, obviously he had been going through chemo. Like, okay, fine, you weren't there when you needed to be. But it is interesting that you wouldn't address an issue that pertains to your state so intensely i mean especially when it comes to these tragic cases of young people like the, the person who came in who are killed by people who were deported came back it's completely preventable crime i mean i think about molly tibbetts who uh the, the student university of iowa who disappeared while jogging five weeks later was found dead in a cornfield and her uh murderer was an illegal immigrant who was incarcerated in the u.s now and her dad was like well don't give in to trump talking about people being bad who are from other countries. And you want to be like, sir, yeah, and, this, and, your daughter didn't have to die by, at the hands of this person. This person in particular, the federal government failed you. They could have prevented them entering the country. Now, here's what's scary. Let's talk about weak Republican, quote unquote, leadership for a second. Here's what's, here's what's scary, is that you have, you have Republican governors like mine that thinks it's a good idea to then bust these criminals further into the country that they invaded in the first place. You know, they're just going to be harvested for Democrat votes, but some, but somehow it's a good idea that, that we just catch them. We release them. And some, in some instances, we're actually using Texas taxpayer dollars to then bust these illegals further into the country that they invaded. And then it's, we wonder why stuff like this happens. It's worse than Democrat votes. They create whole congressional seats and there is no voting those people out. When California brings in non-citizens, the census then gives them an extra seat in Congress. You cannot vote that person out. There's no, it does not, the Republicans do not exist to vote them out. Their constituency is comprised of non-citizens, an extra seat in Congress. Now, if it was just illegal immigrants voting, you could arguably vote against them at least. When they create fake electoral votes and fake congressional seats, nothing you can do about it. Unless there's like some kind of amendment. Trump tried to do it with the citizenship question on the census, and they blocked him from doing it. Even the Supreme Court did. That's just it, man. You know, I'm going to throw it to Bernie Sanders, who said in 2015, if you have open borders, your country will become poorer. Shout out, old Bernie, I guess. That was a while ago. Now we're here. Now we're here. You know, when uh, I told the story earlier on my morning show, when I was living in Florida, in Miami, just outside of, uh, just outside of Miami in the Redlands near Homestead, we had this incident occur where neighbors were warning everybody about home invaders. And they said, hey, be careful, heads up, here's what happened. The story they told us was a guy was in his house, taking a shower on the second floor of his house. When he got out of the shower, he heard rustling and something going on. Walks down the stairs in his towel, two guys robbing his house. One guy shoots him in the chest, kills him. They loot the stuff, they leave. The guys eventually got caught. Guess what? Criminal aliens. They did not care. They were here to loot and steal. And so I hear a story like that, and I'm like, it makes a lot of sense to me why people who live out here are pro-gun and anti-illegal immigrant. And, you know, I tried telling these stories. Uh, I told the story to a friend of mine who was like a crazy liberal. I don't think it matters, though, because unless you're going to spend time like I, I, I have I have I have friends who are like city urban liberal types who are uh, let's just call them cultist urban liberal types these days. And that's cult. And um, they are default liberal. They don't pay attention to politics all that much, but they believe these things. If I'm around them, it moderates them. I remember sitting in my friend's kitchen with two of her friends and we had a very calm, reasonable discussion where I explained a bunch of things. They went, oh, I didn't know that. And they were saying things like, you really think Trump supporters are concerned about immigration because of like economics? No, it's because they hate brown people. 
And I'm like, that's like a dramatic oversimplification. And it sounds like you've never actually talked to any of these people what they think. And they're like, okay, well, fair point. I didn't. So I can, I can explain this stuff to them. But I, my, one, my one friend said, said this to me, no one, there is literally no reason to have a gun. And I was like, there's no reason. And she's like, there's literally no reason. And I said, okay, let me tell you a story. And I told that story of the home invasion. And I'm like, what should I do? Like, well, you call the police if someone's going to break in your house. I'm like, in a rural area? The cops were an hour away. There's no police stations. I'm like, I'm surrounded by 20 miles of farmland. If I call the police, they'll show up in an hour, maybe three. What should I do? And it's like, well, I don't know. We had something happened in, happened in Miami where uh, we were hanging out in the kitchen making pizza. We were buying, we would buy the ingredients and make weird pizzas and make whatever we wanted. When all of a sudden, it's a five acre property, so it's long. It's a, it's a narrow property. I see a flashlight deep in our yard. All I had was a was an air, uh, a break, break action air rifle, pellet gun. It was like a 22 or something. So I just broke the barrel and dry fired it, screamed, and they ran off, jumped the fence, and they, and they got out. I regret not actually having a real firearm, but I wouldn't want to, you know, warning shot a real firearm in, a, in an area like that. But that that dry fire scared him off. And I said, look, I didn't even have a gun. But what if that person shot at me, shot back? What if they broke into my house? What should I do? You know, well, she said, you don't need a guy. So should I die? What, what, what came to mind whenever you were just telling that story was uh, you've seen the movie Aliens, right? So, uh, the you know, second one. Yeah. 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 So. There's a there's a point in the movie where um, they have to collect all of the ammunition because they're right next to a nuclear reactor and they didn't want them to fire. And this is right whenever they're coming up on the on the hive of xenomorphs. Sorry, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to sci-fi. So, um, anyways, there I forget what the guy's name was. He's like, "What the hell are we supposed to use, man? Harsh language." And, and that's kind of that's kind of what uh, what what that reminded me of. Um, and, and honestly, the the imagery is is really para, is, is there's a lot of para. Uh, parallelization is that even a word but there's a lot of parallel there you know when it comes to the second amendment i always think it's funny people say you don't need guns not only for that reason but the the, the second amendment places a restriction on the government not the citizen you know i'm, I'm a right. second amendment second amendment purist uh which means that any weapon any firearm that our own military is able to have then we by default also nuclear weapons I say yes. Yeah, I mean, I biological weapon. I haven't really thought about. I yes. haven't really thought about that. But uh, yep. I mean, there's there's a great conversation there. But I mean, we have never amended the Constitution to restrict the ability of the private citizen to own nuclear weapons, biological weapons, and that's why private entities build nuclear weapons. But what's funny is that, but so so Biden was like, you know, you don't have F-15s, we have F-15s. And I'm like, well, we should be able to have an F. I think about uh, Tom Cruise and have he bought all those F-18s for, for uh, Maverick. You know, I was like, I want, I want an F-18. But, 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 private, but in, prin private, in principle, yes. Well, not, I mean, private companies own these things. Private companies have warships. Private companies have nuclear yeah, bombs. Good point. And that it's always been the case that private entities are allowed to do it. You can get it uh, uh, when you're when you're filling out your FFL forms. They ask you like, or I, I don't know the, which which form, but you 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 can fill out a form for the government that you're building a nuclear weapon. You got to go through the legal process to certify or whatever you got to do. Good luck as like an individual trying to build a nuclear yeah, weapon. See, I don't think I'm smart enough for that, but <laughs> but see, this is this is the thing about our constitution. It's it's toilet paper. 
it's a, it's a brilliant document written by brilliant people with excellent ideas for, for creating the greatest government. And it is treated by the people in government like it's a piece of toilet paper. Well, it's definitely soaked in piss right now. I mean, so here's yeah. here's so there, there's actually a phrase in the Declaration of Independence that says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Right. So we elect men, uh, you know, and women, but we elect people to go and and represent us in the government. Um, uh deriving their just powers and I always laugh at just powers, but from who the consent of the governed, you know, I've, I've always said that if we lose our country, it won't be because of corruption in the government. It'll be because of complacency in the electorate. And That's so we are, you know, it, it, exactly. But you know, it, this, this, this problem that we have right now, it's not really as complicated as people make it out to be. If the people would wake up, if the people would do their duty, if the people would, would, stop focusing inward and start focusing outward, um, then we can start to right this ship. And so, you know. Well, I think the problem is you look at the the amount of criminal aliens pouring into this country, their interests are not aligned. There was a Venezuelan influencer calling for people in Venezuela and the diaspora, whatever you're going to call it, to support the Times Square shooter. They don't care about Americans. They care what about each th- other. What do you think about, was it called the replacement theory? Replacement theory? Yeah. What do you think about that? It depends on how you define what replacement theory is. If you say replacement theory, the media will immediately claim you're talking about, you know, a bunch of Jews that want to get rid of white people or something. But if you look at the actual political practice of Democrats, which they've stated publicly like Van Jones, they want white, the white majority to become a minority. And that will fundamentally change the way politics in this country happens. So they say they're doing it. So there you go. Joe Biden is uh, is keeping the border open. CBP is facilitating child sex trafficking. That's a fact now, Dr. Phil. Did that interview, went on The View and talked about it, confirmed by the head of the CBP union. CBP is helping to facilitate child sex trafficking. Oh, 100%. And we and we knew it was the CBP agents doing it. And here we are. Thanks, Joe Biden. And this fascinating thing is, I, I, I would, I would uh, if I was governor or AG in West Virginia, I would be going to a judge getting a warrant for a raid on the 340 CBP facility. I'll say it a million times. There should be armed, fully armored state law enforcement storming those gates, detaining people and ripping through those servers to find what's figure out what's going on. They should get a warrant to do it. But it seems like, especially after Dr. Phil, I mean, we knew they were doing this already. Then Dr. Phil goes down and he says, he asks about these kids coming through the border being trafficked. And the head of CBP union says it is happening. It's absolute. Okay, well, that's certainly probable cause, right? I'd like to know who in CBP is communicating, knowing they're facilitating child sex trafficking. I'd like to put them in prison. Now, why isn't any Republican state doing anything about it? Conservatives are like, I don't blame the the child trafficker CBP agent. I blame Joe Biden. And I'm like, oh, I blame the human trafficker. Joe Biden's bad, too. So we, we got we got a bunch of nutless Republicans in office. You know, the, the, the only the only way that the only way that we're going to that we're going to fix this is we need, first and foremost, a moratorium on immigration. We've got to get this problem under control. We've got to do mass like a mass deportation. We need to end catch and release it needs to be catch and deport. And when once they're deported, they get a warning stating that, uh, you know, if, if we catch you again, then your your, your uh, eligibility to be able to apply for citizenship uh, is is gone. Um, 
you know, we, we need to lock down the ports of entry and have boots on the ground, ground actively repelling the invasion. But, you know, whenever you got at the port of entry, whenever you have people not even going through the ports of entry, whenever they can just go a mile or two down the road and, yeah. you know, and we have, we have border patrol literally helping them over, you know, they're cutting the, cutting the, cutting the, uh, the razor wire. They're helping them over the, the box cars. Giving them rides. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. There, see, I, look, if, if, if you put me in charge of any one of these states, not that I'll ever run for that, I would be locking these people up. If I was, if, if I was governor or AG in Texas, I'd be doing everything in my power to go down and put those guys in cuffs. CBP agents on their knees with their hands on their heads, whimpering like little bitches as I lock them up for human trafficking, because there's no excuse that your boss told you to do it. So you facilitated child sex trafficking, you fucking scumbags. I'm sick of conservatives who are like, I'm not going to blame the law enforcement officer. Biden made him do it. Oh, Biden made CBP traffic children to sex rings. Sure, I guess. By the way, but like when you go after the boss, you arrest his henchmen, too. When they agreed this Dr. Phil thing I haven't followed up. I know that he's been doing rounds on talk shows, but like what did he what was he told? He went to the head of the CBP union on the border and he said, what are the like, he, I'm paraphrasing? What are the possibilities that these kids that are coming through that you are bringing them in, you're, you're putting them into the hands of these trafficking rings, these sex trafficking rings. And he goes, absolutely, it's happening. It's absolutely happening. And he goes, you're saying our tax dollars are going towards putting children into sex trafficking rings. He goes, yes. Is that all on video? Yes. And then he went on Rogan and said it. And then he went on The View and said it. So who's the CBP guy that's- The head of the union. So this is not like leadership necessarily. It's a guy who's basically saying, this is what- they're telling our guys to do. And I'm like, thank you for the confession. I would like to now have all those people arrested. Best we can do, I guess, is Abbott saying we'll send out National Guard to push them away. That's wild, dude. There's videos of these cartel guys with rifles wading through the Rio, f- trafficking these kids in. And these CBP agents go, great job, trafficker. I'll take it from here. And everyone's just like, this is fine. It's absolutely wild. I I hope and I pray and I will do everything in my power. And I hope every CBP agent hears this, that if Donald Trump wins, I will beg on my knees, banging on the door of anyone who will listen, that you are put in prison. We will have every legal apparatus to track you down and get warrants for your arrest. I don't care if your boss told you to open the gate and let him in. Someone let that 20, that 26 year old guy in two years ago and he tried to rape and then he murdered that 22 year old. There's a CBP agent out there who knows he did it. And I want to see him crying as he's ripped away from his family and locked up for the rest of his life. Human smugglers get no sympathy from me. I don't care if they're wearing a badge. Come on. What can you say? You know, can't. Not everyone involved in that organization is necessarily guilty, but they're not above the law. Sure, well, that, I, that, that's I, fine. I mean, look, but I happen to believe too that if if you if you have a voice and for one reason or, or, or another you choose not to use it, uh, then you're just as guilty. What do you, what, do, what would happen? Let me ask you a question. Like, what would happen? Anybody can answer, not just. Uh, let's say you uh, you work at a uh, restaurant, just a regular restaurant. And you know, you get some good old boys hustling through the back, you know, shuffling around some cocaine. And, you know, uh, Big Fat Tony walks in and goes, hey, you're a good bartender here. Don't, don't say nothing. You didn't see nothing. He stuffed some cash in your pocket. 
Do you think when the police raid that place, they're going to say, don't worry, you weren't involved? Or do you think they're going to crack you in the face of the truncheon, throw you on the ground, cuff you and say, talk? Well, let's ask all the January 6th people who have been arrested for just being near the Capitol. Yeah, now, there you to, go. To be fair, like a CBP agent working in West Virginia, I don't think they're involved. However, I do think it's hilarious that they're willing to accept money from an organization that is now publicly known to be trafficking children to sex rings. So uh, I have very little, uh, uh, I have a tremendous amount of disdain for these people. But in the event, I want to make sure it's very clear. I, I, I would love to see like, I don't know, Cash Patel become like, you know, attorney general or something. And then I will just formally petition these people and say, there's probably a couple hundred guys in the CBP who knowingly transported children into child sex trafficking rings. Let's put them in prison for the rest of their lives. Let's put their faces on TV. Let's film the perp walk. That's what I'm talking about. Some guy working a desk or working the border and taking your passport. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about these guys who were told by the Biden administration, by Mayorkas or whoever, by their boss, go down to the southern border in Texas, open up the gates, let them in. If they're trafficking children, you're going to take them and their kids and you're going to get them in a vehicle. You're going to transport them to, the, to their flight. You're going to transport them to the NGO who's going to give them their $3,000 debit card to send those kids into sex slavery. Yeah, those guys have to go to prison. Each and every one of them. I got to be honest. I don't see any Republicans having the balls to ever do anything like that. Never. Well, your concept about getting a warrant to investigate the servers on like the West Virginia CBP office is not a bad idea. Because if you can find that they are, are literally orchestrating and organizing cross-state transportation of children into sex slavery, that's, it's got to be exposed. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this. From the New York Post. Dr. Phil tells view hosts that children crossing the border being sent into prostitution and sweatshops. This is not the first part of this story. This is like the third time Dr. Phil has talked about this, about what he's found. Talk shows Dr. Phil told The View on Monday that some children arriving at the border were being sent to prostitution and sweatshops, citing a conversation he had with the head of the Border Patrol Union. The View co-host Sonny Hostin, Hostin asked Dr. Phil about his recent trip. I talked to the head of, the, of all the border guards down there, the head of the union. I asked him straight up, Kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? It's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution and sweatshops, he said. Coas and Navarro asked him what kind of checking do they do at the border. They call the number and say, do you know about this child? They will say, uh, they will say yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that's a prostitution ring? He says, we know enough to know that in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. I said, how is this possible? That right there is enough when it's coming from the mouth of the head of the union, Dr. Phil interviewed for you to go to a judge and say, okay, we got to shut this down moratorium until we can figure out what the hell's going on. A judge should absolutely say, to the CBP, preserve your records. Do not delete anything. Our investigators are coming in and we're copying your hard drives. And I guarantee you on those servers, you will find someone high up admitting this because this CBP guy, he knew it's, he knows what's going on, which means he's talked to people about it. You're going to get a higher up guy saying, hey, you know, that kid was sent to a sex ring and he's going to say, yep. And you told those guys to do it. Yep. 
and that guy should go to prison. Nothing's happening. No one's doing anything. You know, hey, how about this? Trump, here's a, here's a, here's a great campaign uh, commercial for you. Uh, they find out that the, uh, this story from Dr. Phil should be a major talking board, uh, point for the Trump campaign. And uh, some CBP agents in a, fil filmed in a perp walk for trafficking children in sex rings would be an excellent commercial for Donald Trump. So maybe someone should do something about it. This guy that he talked to, obviously that guy's not on camera. He's just as no, I think, I think Dr. Phil, no, he, Dr. Phil has a, has a video interview of it. That he shows? Yes. I don't know about if you're talking about The View. Okay. You know, because uh, there was a clip that went viral that combined his interview with Joe Rogan with his video interviewing the CBP. I'll try and find the... Uh... Yeah, I think if you've got your, your uh, union rep admitting to crimes that your union is causing or participating in, that that is enough for... Uh, to get a warrant to investigate, I would think. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how that works. But These the guy children that are coming in with someone that says I'm their mother, aunt, uncle, or whatever, we have no way of verifying that. We do not. We used to. President under under President Trump, we had rapid DNA testing. That's been done away with. Are they given money? These people that are released into the country. So it's our taxpayers that ultimately facilitate the travel. But yes, travel is facilitated, and they are given all the necessities that they need. But that could be a trafficker. There's a very good possibility that they're being trafficked, that they're going into the sex industry, or they're being forced into the sweatshops. And, and we know that. We're, we, we knowingly are spending our tax dollars to sell children into sex trafficking. How under any theory is that okay for us to be spending tax dollars to traffic children? Holy shit. There's Joe finding out about it. I, I, I'm just, I, this, this boils my blood. The CBP uh -oh, guy. power might go out. Yeah, the flicker, that was awesome. The CBP uh -oh. guy, we still live. <laughs> the power might go out. He said, um. <clears throat> the show's going to go off the air and they're going to be like, Tim went on this massive rant about child trafficking and yeah. then the show went down. Aliens are real. No, it's real. It's like storming to, outside. To be fair, it's the wind, I think, this time. So, I w some nuance, the guy that he was talking to at the border did not say it was happening. He said there's very good likelihood or something, used the word. And then Phil was like, so it is happening then. And the guy, and it's kind of edited to make it look like the guy doesn't dispute it. But the guy didn't say it is def definitely happening. The guy did not make that claim. That was Phil's claim. No. Yeah. In the if clip that I the just pulled, in the clip yeah. that I just pulled up. He said there's a good chance that it's happening. Right. And so let me stop like, you so there. Saying For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's happening. So my understanding is there is a, a full interview from Dr. Phil. He is quoted as saying, it's not possible. It is absolute. It is happening. Okay. You taking the one clip I just pulled up and then saying, aha, see, that proves that's not happening. I mean, that's the big clip he showed Rogan. So I don't know if there's another clip. I mean, I'm standing to be corrected. But in that clip, the guy didn't claim that it was happening. Well, I'm just glad that this is getting out there because, I mean, this has been this has been our Rio Grande reality for a while. You're you're based in that area? No, no. But I mean, I've been to the border several times and 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 i've known about this for a while the the problem is is that any time that you start talking about this 
specific topic and you start talking about what's really going on, you just get labeled a conspiracy theorist. It, is it just because it's too horrific to to per- conceive of, like Mexican drug cartels, children being? Moved? Yeah, but but I mean, I also think it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier: the complacency. I, I don't think the people want to believe that their own government is complicit in this type of behavior in something like child sex trafficking. No, no one wants, no one in America wants to admit that their government is, is, is complicit in that. And, and you know, it's like, we're, we're, we live in a matrix, man. And like, people just don't, they don't want to acknowledge reality. And if you, if you vote for Joe Biden, you support child sex trafficking. 100%. That's just it. I mean, you if don't... you vote for anyone who is not for strengthening border restrictions, the Democrats the are for child sex trafficking. Not just, but not not just Democrats. Also, freaking nutless Republicans. I'm telling you, it's not just the Democrats. Like, I refuse yeah. to blame just Democrats. Like, this corruption crosses party lines. Whenever you have conservatives, you have Republicans that won't nut up and be Republicans. They 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 won't say what needs to be said. They they don't have the courage to 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 speak the truth it's it's remarkable that donald trump is facing oh boy he's got the fraud trial he's got the nda trial he's got the um probably another defamation trial with that eugene carroll lady because he got that one he's got the uh, january 6th court case he's got the uh, documents court case he's got the georgia election election interference case i i'm sorry democrats strongest deal Strongest deal and willing to burn this country down and get what they want. And Republicans are sitting there going, oh, slow down there, Democrats. That's it. That's it. Where is what we need? Some AG. I'm filing criminal charges against Joe Biden. You know, I, I might get in trouble for this, but I really don't care. But, you know, I, I, I've, I've been saying for the last couple of years, like I, I, I call myself a Republican because of my beliefs. That's the party that best I feel like represents me. But uh, I'm not a party loyalist by any stretch of the imagination. The, the reality is both the Democrat and Republican parties have moved so far to the left that the Constitution is now seen as a far right ideological yep. document. But uh, one of the reasons why I love President Trump so much, and he's still my president. So one of the reasons why I love President Trump so much is because he has flip flop party lines. He, he's been on the Democrat side. He's been on the Republican because he's not a party loyalist. He's a patriot. And uh, and to me, I think that 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 speaks volumes. No new wars under Trump. Nope. And that's the best I can say for any president of my lifetime. And now we're looking at World War Three. Macron said we like nothing is off the table to stop Putin even sending troops into Ukraine, which I would like to throw in there that my opponent 100 percent signs off on every single time that he votes to send money to freaking Ukraine. While, while our border is wide open and this bullshit's going on. What do people insane. in your district say about this? Like, how are they responding to that? Because I feel like so many people were awakened to the amount of money that we were sending to Ukraine. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there's nobody that probably feels the 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 the, the influx, the invasion more than, than Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, right up, right up. It's not in our district, but it's right on the border of Montgomery and Harris County. There is, uh, there is a Colony Ridge. I don't know if y'all have heard about that, but it's actually in Liberty County. But it pushes right up right. against Montgomery and Harris counties and the whole area around there has totally totally gone to shit and so you know crime has has gone up 
Um, and so, no, they're, they're definitely waking up to it. Um, but I mean, you just look into taking into consideration this recent um, um, Senate, the, the border bill, the, the Senate border bill, and most of the money, it, it, they call it a border bill. But my question is, who's border whenever most of the money is going to Ukraine? Mm -hmm. Now, luckily, it, it didn't go anywhere. But then you have my opponent actually getting on television and defending it. That somehow it's okay that we allow 5,000 illegal aliens, that that's an acceptable number. It was 8,500. 8,500? And infinite children. The bill said that minors would not count towards the total. And I wonder why that is. Because uh, a large portion of these men who come across just claim they're 17. So they wouldn't even count towards it. All that bill did was codify what the Biden administration is doing. It made what they were doing legal. So they'd say... Don't worry, America, the illegal immigration crisis is over. We've made legal everything we've been doing. If we had Republicans in office right now that actually gave a damn about the border, it, and this is what I've been saying to you, either shut down the border or we shut down the damn government. Well, you know, it's a funny thing I heard. Uh, we were talking to Thomas Massey and he mentioned that he agreed to sign off on this, this bill so long as it put in a provision that if they do another continuing resolution, all budgets get cut by 1%. And it was very clever. Because all these people in Congress are like, oh, we'll get a new budget by then. That's pointless. And now they haven't. And now Republicans are going, well, I guess we're going to cut everything by by 1%. And Democrats are like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I guess that's at least you have that going for you. I've been thinking about the the border and like shutting down the government. People keep saying like, shut it down. If they can't do their job, shut them down. But it's like the border's like a mag lock. Like if, if our system's shut down, the lock actually opens. So when the government shuts right. down the borders, unless open. the states were empowered to do something about it, I mean that's Texas feels the the impact of illegal immigration, but so do so does California, so does Arizona, so does New Mexico, but they're Democrat led, so they're not going to let you talk about the fact that immigration is actually driving crimes in those areas. That that there are people in their communities, taxpayers, who don't want this to be the case because ultimately they're going to fall in line with the Biden. Uh, Texas is the squeaky wheel because they're saying, hey, we feel the impact. We have the lo the longest geographic border, and also we're the people who are actively fighting against it. I mean, I can understand having complaints about Abbott busing people to other places, but I was really glad when he said, "Hey, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to make it uh, some. Uh, you can arrest illegal immigrants who have entered uh, into the country when they shouldn't have been. We're going to ask other states to come in and help us enforce order at the border because it's just pandemonium right now. And I think that's probably true. I mean. When when um, Arizona had Doug Ducey, who's the Republican governor before, he was, you know, working with Abbott pretty regularly to say, hey, the border is a problem. And we never hear this from California, and New Mexico, because they've been Democratic strongholds for so long. But they, too, feel the effects. I mean, their communities, the people who live in these communities must be tired of being overlooked and being suppressed. In that oh, sense. yeah. No, and, and, and you know the the main thing you know you mentioned uh, you know states raising you know rising up to secure their own borders. Well, I mean the reality is is Article Four, Section Four, is is the law. It's the law of the land, which is that that every state in this union is promised a republican form of government, and is promised that the federal government will protect each of them from invasion. Whenever that's in violation under Article One, Section Ten, Clause Three of the U.S. Constitution, that state has the authority to declare an invasion and use its own resources to secure their borders. And, you know, Abbott declared an invasion about a little over a year ago, but really hadn't done jack squat on it until just, just recently. Yeah. And even then the question is, is he really doing everything that, 
he can do. Yeah. Now I ragged on Abbott a lot two years ago. I've really been trying to trying to stay focused on my race this go round. Um, but uh, most people are not happy with Greg Abbott right now. Now he's done some good. He's done some bad, you know, but I mean, he's not going to be up for reelection. Uh, right. This year and again, an invasion in Texas is declaring one in Texas is more than California, Arizona or yeah. New Mexico right now. I yeah. mean, at least one state is fighting the border crisis. Let's jump to this story from the National Post. My friends, if you do not remain vigilant and perhaps if Donald Trump does not win, our country could turn into their country. And uh, you know what that means. New liberal online harms bill to make online hate punishable by life up to life in prison. Bill C-63 aims to force social media user, social media user uploaded adult, adult content and live streaming services to reduce exposure to online content deemed harmful. That's right. Hate speech. If your hate speech is particularly egregious, you could go to life in prison. So uh, congratulations, Canada. You have become one of the most authoritarian, disgusting states on the planet. Not the worst, but fairly bad. Fairly bad. They say that it also amends the criminal code to create new standalone hate crime offense that would allow penalties up to life imprisonment to deter hateful conduct. Wow. As well as raise the maximum punishments for hate propaganda offenses from five years to life imprisonment for advocating genocide. Well, I'm not a fan of anybody who advocates for genocide, you know, but it's kind of wild that they'll lock you up for your speech. So it makes me really want to just troll and and insult and harass Canada. Yeah. Well, Canada never promised anyone free speech. They they are actively they're acting within their means. It's just uh, wild that this is what they think their biggest issue is. I, I, I'm being serious. I mean, uh, Canada also has a huge immigration issue. I mean, they have people coming to Canada as refugees and all kinds of things going on. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting that this is Justin Trudeau's focus, right? That actually Doesn't he want to be people, like China? I, I don't yeah. really know what they want, right? That's what he said. That's what he said. Like, yeah, he, he like idols Xi Jinping or whatever. Sure. China. And that's great for yeah. him. Uh China. It's just that I don't think that's in touch with what actual Canadians want and what would benefit them. I mean, I you think I kind of think Canadians are all about it. I love this quote, though. They said this is the really I just love this. It says the bill also creates a new digital safety commission, which will be responsible for enforcing rules and holding online services accountable, as well as a separate digital safety ombudsperson, which will support and advocate for users and make recommendations to social media services and government. I love that ombudsperson. Ugh. On Bud's person? <laughs> I'm but I'm person. Dude. I heard him say that now is just like, okay. What is that? <laughs> an ombudsman is like a uh, um an accountability official. Okay. They, you know. But we can't say man, because that would right. mean are so there it's people that can person. like shoot this bill down in the Canadian Parliament? Does it go to like their Senate? How does that and then they're like, ah, this is insane. Let's not do this. Yes, one. of course. But you think the Canadian liberal government is gonna they're gonna go, yay, and they're gonna rubber stamp it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, it's what? I mean it's similar to us, right? They have to have enough support against it and and just like here in the ha- in the house would might vote for something that will immediately get shut down by the senate they have their own checks and balances life so. in prison for hate speech dude canada sucks i know i might never <laughs> go there i used to love that country yeah, I, I yeah. Loved it. just it just seemed like another america Routine, man another united states <laughs> yeah get Chilling some uh, uh go to a debonair and Pick up some snacks. I don't know. You yep. Canadians are going to have to take evasive action, man, because this ain't this ain't right. I just think Canada's going to be a more like we talk about how there are sort of two Americas there. There's a very polarized population. There are people who 
couldn't get along even if we really needed them to. And Canada is similar. I remember they're the country that had the, the trucker convoy and said, hey, yeah. this COVID regulation is out of hand and you're hurting all of us. You're making it impossible for us to maintain our livelihood. I, I think that that's one of the strange things about Canada, which is they're right next to us, but also we really only hear sort of one side of the coin. We only hear from certain angles of Canadian, because it's, I mean, similar to America, there are certain people who are in charge of the media. And so that viewpoint comes out, even though there are actual Canadians who believe all kinds of things that are actually very, more similar to what conservative Americans would believe. Right. Mm -hmm. Canada sucks. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Parts got, of it are got cool. A, well, I mean, like, sure. The part with all the moose, you know. They're stuck. I'm always partial to the maritime provinces, but again, that's because that's where my family's I actually, from. I actually wouldn't mind going to the Yukon and try my hand at gold mining. There you go. That, and there's moose actually... up there, too. Be careful. Moose are very dangerous. <laughs> What's the plural of moose? Mooses? Meese? Meese? I, I think it's moose. Yeah, it's just moose. Pretty sure it's just moose. Wouldn't it be great if it was meese? Like the geese. This is like, uh, <laughs> like a, I'm kind of like in a deer, a deer in headlights over this. Yeah, it is the the plural form of moose is moose. Huh? Now you know. Uh, comes from Algonquin, Native go. American language. Yeah. It, this is so dystopian and ruthless and insane, and it's on the country. It's in the country that's right bordering mine, like eight hours away from here. That if you say, I mean, this is like two kids fighting, and one of them goes to prison for life. Like it's that kind of verbal verbiage. You're gonna put people in prison. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if they it's said bias? Right. There, certain things if, are gonna be hate speech, and certain things are gonna, gonna not be considered hate. Wouldn't speech. it be funny if Canada has a civil war before us <laughs> yeah, over this stuff, and it's just like it's like the Spanish civil war. Yeah. The far left and the and the right. Yeah. We're I, just like, whoa, what's going on? I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know what life is like up there right now, but it's cold. <laughs> this is he. They what they do they have? Thirty million guns? people didn't yeah. Trudeau try to ban handguns? Yeah. He did. Yeah, well, he on did. paper. But uh, yeah, they did, I guess, technically. It's going to be like some dude up in the middle of the Yukon territory and he gets attacked by a moose and he's unarmed. And he's be like, oh, <laughs> Trudeau. That's, that's the end. Trudeau, you have forsaken me. Yeah. He's like a dictator, Trudeau? Pretty much. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, the problem is that they're all far left. They're all insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of wild. Like what happened to Canada? They're, they're like winter people. Yeah. You know, you'd think they'd be- <laughs> Did their brains freeze? Well, like that trucker convoy was badass, but then they came down and banned bank accounts. Like that's what we're yep. up. That's what people are up Their against. Their country is deeply divided. I mean, yeah. there really is just there are two different types of people in Canada. I really feel that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I've met Canadians that are like in Toronto and who are just like city people who are mm -hmm. city folk who couldn't. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of them, but that, I've met people who are hardcore city folk and people that are like hardcore. Uh, you know, living in the sticks, living in the in, yeah. the in the real forests, and it's so polar opposite. It's yeah. wild. I wonder if it'll be like these two types of people. One are the people that are like, you're going to do what we say, you're going to live in our systems that we build, and and you'll have access to your, our money. And then the other people are like, I refuse to do whatever you're trying to make me do. I refuse to listen to these bad laws. They're like, okay, then you can't use our money anymore. Yeah. And you have to learn how to live off off of the dollar, basically. I mean, this crypto. is something that happens in America right now where people will say, we don't like the things that you say or do online, so you can't use any of our services. It just turns out that all of our services are the mainstream thing that people need to operate and function in society, right? It's the same thing as people being unbanked or deplatformed in America. This this already exists. It's just in Canada because they don't have the free speech protection. That's where my concern is, that there will be certain viewpoints that while they might advocate very negative, violent things because they line up on one political agenda, they're okay, but the other side is not okay. Uh, yeah, you gotta that's the have, problem with hate speech laws. You gotta have monopolies, monopoly laws in place too. Like you can't let companies... 
just decide who can say what if they're the only company that runs that that's of the well, but, the, but, but one of the problems we have here in the States, though, is you, you have companies saying, oh, we're a private company, or you have people defending private companies. Oh, like you can, you know, they, they, they can run their business however they want. If they want to, if they don't want their users to be able to say this, they're a private business. That's here's the thing. You you, you take money from the government, it, you know, if it's a, 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 a subsidy from the government, like that's actually our money that's going into it. You're no longer really a pri- you might be a private company or a private company legally, but if you're taking money from the government in the form of a subsidy, um, then no, we absolutely can say, no, you, you can't censor us. We, we have a first amendment. That's my money. That's actually going into your pocket. Then you're not using my mm-hmm. money against me. Right. That's the, that's the you're problem. You're not a truly have. private company. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Supreme court is, was, uh, heard arguments, I think the other day on social media censorship. And it's sounding like they're all inclined to allow big tech companies to do whatever they want. You've got to. I, we're not. No, a, I disagree. I don't think you can let you can start using government to dictate what private companies can and can't do. No, you dictate what they can't do. Yes. You say you can't do that. Can't what, do what, what though? Uh, like if AT&T started shutting off phone calls from people because they were talking about voting for Trump, we'd have to stop that. I agree with that. So if Twitter is shutting down accounts from people who say, I'm going to vote for Trump and here's why, we have to stop. But that. AT&T shouldn't know what my conversations are anyway. If, if they're listening to my conversations, that should be shut down. So it doesn't really matter what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, that, what, whether platforms. AT&T knows what you're saying is immaterial to the fact that they should not be allowed to shut down your conversations. Well, I can say this. My, my opponent disagrees with you. <laughs> he voted to renew FISA Section 702. <laughs> What's that? Jeez. So, so, so the FISA and the FISA court. So basically, um, you know, FISA, uh, the, the FISA courts are actually done in secret there. It's supposed to be a, a, another level of, of, uh, uh, of a check and a balance, but it's really not because it's kind of done behind closed doors. And so when you look at, say, you know, you look at the, the, at the Patriot Act, you look at FISA, uh, and it basically authorizes the warrantless spying of American citizens, which my opponent supports. And so to me, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think the whole world's spying on us right now. So they're like, well, what's it going to hurt if there's one more government, our own, also doing it? Because actually that'll give us protection against these other countries that have the data. Now we'll have a copy of it. So I kind of get the argument, but... But see, this is my biggest problem with people that are anti-TikTok. So I'm not not anti-TikTok. I think that what... I think that TikTok is a platform that conservatives can actually use to actually get the truth out there. I think that... I, I personally don't feel like that China, China or Russia are our greatest threats. I believe our own government is our greatest threat at this point. And, and so they want to they don't want they don't want TikTok in the United States because they don't control it. But the but the reality is there is a lot of of conservatives. There's a lot of patriots that use TikTok to get information out there that they can't get out there on Facebook. They, they can't get out there. And here's the thing. Um, you know, younger millennials and, and Gen Z, they're not on Facebook, right? They're, they're on places like TikTok. So you could always say, well, they could just jump on truth social and they could do the same thing. The problem is, is that Gen Z ain't on truth social, right? They're on, they're on TikTok. So how are we supposed to reach that up and coming generation if we're not on the same? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Platform. Ban it. I just, I just disagree. I think that we need, I think that we need to become smarter than the enemy. And I think that they, just like with Facebook, whenever everybody was jumping off of Facebook, I stayed on Facebook. Cause I'm like, you know what? Facebook is the mission field, right? That's, that's where the people that need to hear this message of Liberty, sure, that's but where they are. Yeah. I don't totally understand. TikTok's not. TikTok is one of the most egregious censorship machines out of all the big social networks. They, we, we got uh, the original Timcast IRL account posting clips in the show got banned and they did it for no reason. Why? Counter narrative. And what do you get instead? Dylan Mulvaney. So how about we just say, yeah, this, this, this big tech platform should be sold to an American country or um, company so it can fall under our, our control. But foreign algorithmic manipulation of our youth is probably more powerful than any nuclear bomb in destroying a country. So banned. And uh, or how about this? Ban all algorithms. Yeah. No algorithmic feeds. Bye-bye. Gone. Okay, so so what about what about if you did that? What if you say you want to operate TikTok in the United States, here's the way that you have to solely by an American company. Here's 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 what you have to do. Yeah, so they have to get rid of the algorithms. And uh I think Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of them should purge the algorithms. I mean, the likelihood that's ever gonna happen is pretty slim. So then what you get is uh YouTube will decide who wins elections. Google will decide who wins elections. And TikTok will advocate sex changes to your children. So, so right. the, the, the idea that we're going to be like, look, kids use the platform that advocate, advocates child sex changes. We should keep it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of a foreign country, whether it's China, you know, through ByteDance or whatever, uh, using an algorithm to manipulate the youth of the United States into psychotic ideologies that they don't themselves believe in no i mean I, I i agree to an extent but i mean i also i also believe that that the likelihood that that that's at that tiktok is going to get banned it may it may not but until that happens then why don't we just get on there get on there and outsmart we're them banned. their own game because we got banned like three times already well no i, I mean y'all we, we didn't even break the rules Y'all, y'all have y'all have a big platform, but I mean, I know plenty of other people that are on TikTok that are actually reaching Gen Z, that are actually getting the yeah. truth out there. So the way the social media companies have always operated is through a reverse pressure system. That is, mm. for every six posts that we allow, uh, for every six leftist posts, we'll allow three right wing posts. Why? That creates a downhill slope towards leftism, mm -hmm. and the intention is not to promote the ideology of leftism. It's to promote crackpot psychotic, ideo psychotic ideologies that result in people killing themselves. So you end up with people who are like, Dylan Mulvaney is a really, 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 really great example of the how TikTok is a weapon, whether intentionally or otherwise, fine, whatever, make your arguments. Dylan Mulvaney's original content was, I'm on a safari, look at the animals. Didn't get any views. Dylan Mulvaney then tried making like, you know, I'm on the prices right, was posted there and tried to do acting and stuff. Didn't get any views. Then Dylan Mulvaney said, I am non-binary. Hundreds of thousands of views. Well, you can only come out as non-binary once or twice. So there's a couple of videos about being non-binary and they got a decent amount of views. And then all of a sudden Dylan Mulvaney comes out and says, you know, I'm trans. Mm -hmm. Then Dylan Mulvaney figured out the algorithm. 
day one of being trans, day two of being trans, day three of being trans. If you actually look at these videos, Dylan Mulvaney is doing things that are just designed and intended to insult women. Day one of being a woman, I just cried for three hours for no reason. I'm buying a dress I can't afford. And now I'm going to write a letter to the editor complaining. <laughs> That's not being trans. Then Del Mulvaney put on high heels and ran around the forest going, <laughs> this is not being trans. It was Del Mulvaney on TikTok producing, trying to figure out what kind of content TikTok would promote. To make Dylan Mulvaney famous. But that's because he's a great guy, very bad woman, but a really great guy. That's and so if if an enemy of our country or a foreign uh, country controls the algorithms, why is Tim Cast IRL banned? Why did why, why did our original account get shut down? No appeal, no strikes, gone overnight. Yeah. Counter narrative, pro America, pro borders, pro nationalism, not allowed. Those things are not allowed to be talked about. So you say, why don't we get on that platform and counter? Well, we are one of the most moderate shows in politics, and even we got banned from TikTok. And so you have to just keep trying to recreate accounts. So we make a new account with a new user handle, and then eventually that gets banned. We just got another strike for something that we didn't even realize was an egregious affront to TikTok. I can't remember what it was. It was something talking about, um, I think it was talking about like dating metrics or something. I don't even know. Not even that. It was like Hillary Clinton. I don't even know what we're talking about. All in all, I was like, well, I, you know, our social media guy's like, I had no idea that was taboo on TikTok, but I mm -hmm. guess we're banned again. So if Dylan Mulvaney can produce videos to tens of millions of people, get sponsored by Bud Light, which nuked the company, by the way, and get propped up by all of these cultural institutions because TikTok is promoting Dylan Mulvaney in the algorithm, this is a platform that is more powerful than a nuclear weapon being waged against our young people. And so my attitude is just like, okay, fine. We got we to make sure we're, we're dealing with the First Amendment properly. Get rid of the algorithm outright. Mm -hmm. Section 230 is a shit show. I think it's a good thing, but it's got to be refined and reformed. We cannot exist in a world where you can have political actors controlling large communication platforms where they ban political ideas they don't like. That's that's that we we are living in a fascist state if that's the case. So so let me get let me just go ahead and get to the heart of my argument really quick. So we have a problem in this country. So, so well, let me let me back up. I can't think of one thing that government's ever touched that they've made better. So somehow we're going to trust government with the regulation of TikTok or with the banning of TikTok as if that's going to be in our best interest. To me, that's completely circumventing what the real problem is. The real problem is that parents are not stepping up and being parents. It's parents' jobs to raise their kids, not to then send them to the babysitter, which is social media or, you know, or trust the government to do it. If parents would step up and be parents, then, and, and actually regulate what their, their own kids are, are watching, whether it's on social media, whether it's YouTube, no matter what it is, because any platform can be abused. Any platform can be used by the left or be used by our enemies. But uh, if our parents would step up and be parents, then it wouldn't really matter if TikTok was banned or not. And so to me, that's a symptom. The root of the issue is we need to allow parents and we need to be promoting that parents step up and raise their kids instead of pawning their kids off to the government to do it for sure. Them. I mean, it's a big it's a big cultural problem that's persisted for what, like three generations where parents send their children to institutionalized learning facilities where they don't see them for eight hours a day. And you've got abusers and groomers manipulating their kids and telling their kids, don't tell your parents. And that's normal. I, it's remarkable to me, especially when I have like conservative guests come on the show and they're like, well, you know, my kid's in college right now. And I was like, do you read the news? Right. 
Have you lived under a rock for the past 10 years? No, I, I'm with you there. I mean, I, I have the same, I have, I get, I have the same kind of shock moment where, you know, people are like, oh, you know, my, my thinking about sending my, my daughter was thinking about going here. I'm like, why do you want to send her to college? Rack up all that debt, you know, like find and, out. And then shave her head and then try and get a sex change. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, what we, what we have in this country, it's, it's, we do have mental health issues, but really I believe it's, it's a, it's a moral health issue. We have to get down to the root of where all these problems are stemming from TikTok wouldn't be an issue if parents were parents i i agree with you most of the way but i will say there are parents who are wonderful who are involved whose kids get hooked on drugs right and who struggle with addiction and sometimes die because of it and i would say especially in in the case of rising rates of fentanyl overdoses we should do something about it and maybe that happens at a small local level That's maybe a good federal point. you know like Social media is literally addictive. This is what we see all the time that kids are wired to seek it out because it's not only their social outlet, but it's it's giving them huge floods of serotonin and dopamine. We wouldn't want kids to be addicted to drugs. We would want even, you know, there are parents who are wonderful, do a great job, and they, they are unfortunately uh, have, helping their children navigate addiction and, and things like that. I think we should think about it the same way. We, we don't want fentanyl coming across the border, and I don't want TikTok coming across the border. We used to talk about how addictive we should make the algorithm at Mines while we were building the app. That's like, so what's, wild. What's ethical? 89% is too, it's too addictive for me. So I'm like, we got to lower. I'm actually making our app less addictive, less use, like, Less make people want to use it less because it's not ethical to make them want it more. What kind of business met mine, you know, obviously. But um, if we're going to if we're going to, like you said, get rid of the algorithms on these things, we'd have to see the code. The code I, would all have to be open. Otherwise, there's no way to verify if there's an algorithm. I, I will say this is very interesting because I have been very, very staunch against banning TikTok because I'm very pro-liberty, right? Let people make up their own minds for themselves. Make parents be parents if they don't. I mean... But, uh, you know, I will say this, this, uh, this conversation that we're having right now on this topic is, is challenging my belief on that a little bit. And I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's making me really reevaluate. Cause I think you're if right. You, we're in a moral crisis. Parents you, should step in, but if you look at, more. uh, Aaron Bushnell, the air force man who torched himself in front of the, uh, the Israeli embassy, he's got an extensive history on Reddit. You can read everything he was looking at, everything he was talking about. He was being fed. It, it, it take a child and lock him in a room and put up speakers on full blast of Hitler speeches for two weeks. What do you think is going to happen to that brain of that kid? It's going to turn to jelly. Oh, yeah. And it's no different than these kids going on Reddit and then just joining these communities that are psychotic. And I believe that these algorithms from our adversaries are intended to corrupt the future generations. Right. And that's why you end up seeing a 25-year-old Air Force man being like, wow, I got a free Palestine. Apparently, he claimed that he had secret intelligence that U.S. troops were fighting in the tunnels in, in, in Gaza. And my attitude is just, look, if that were true, he'd have leaked it. Not just torched himself for no, and just screamed free Palestine. Mm -hmm. No, I think what happens is these, there's no difference between locking someone in a room for two weeks and putting them in TikTok for two weeks. It's the same thing. It's these algorithms that are driving them insane. And so I think we got to get rid of it. I don't have all the answers, but we're going to go to Super Chat. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member because that members only show will be coming up in about 20 minutes. You don't want to miss it. All right. Tracer says, not first. Unfortunately, you were first. Oh, nice job, Tracer. Yep. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, I do not like the it's always darkest before the dawn truth. There would be no need for that darkness if the demons didn't revel in the evil deeds they do. As we watch, there will be a reckoning. 
Yep. Yep. Shadowcaster says, I think you're mistaken about the event in Williamsburg, West Virginia. That's there's literally nothing in Williamsburg. I know because I live there. I accidentally tweeted the event was in Williamsburg instead of Martinsburg because I was like half paying attention as I was typing. Now I feel like there has to be a secret event in Williamsburg, West yeah, Virginia one day. No one tell anyone. It'll be a surprise. All right. Rusty Shackelford says, have you seen Senator Kennedy describing abortion? Very informative. I haven't. No. I also, I do want to mention, though, I think this Friday we're doing a, on the culture war, I'm really excited for this. It's uh, the fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, good. Yeah, I was talking about how I wanted to do that, and uh, we have a couple guys coming on, and we're going to talk about the fall of the Roman Empire and how it relates to, uh, I should say, the fall of the Roman Republic into the Roman Empire, followed by the fall of the Roman Empire. 200 years of empire. It's crazy, right? Ask about, says, Jameson Ellis, we need you. I have a case that's at the 284th District Court against developer, a developer-run HOA CAA service. Interesting. Developers are buying homeowners here, bullying homeowners, sorry. Developers are bullying homeowners here. SB 1588 does nothing. All right. Chemical X 666 says, Tim, sometimes you talk about being Korean. Growing up, did any of your family talk about South Korea being what it currently is because of a horse? Look up Sergeant Reckless, the horse who won the Battle of Outpost Vegas. No, because the Koreans out of my family came to the United States well before, um, like, I think it was like the turn of the century, 1900 or something. But uh, we did eat bulgogi. That was quite delicious. And I very much still enjoy it to this day. Korean barbecue, man. We love Korean barbecue. It's great. They, yeah. they have like scissors and they put the pork belly on the thing, cook it, and they cut it with the scissors. Oh, it's so good. The Emperor, Emperor's Champions is question, if Democrats are going to replace Biden, then why has it not happened yet? I feel like the longer they wait, the worse it'll be for Democrats. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, the prediction was March, but I don't know that it happens. I wonder if they changed their plan and now they're just betting to sabotage Trump because they think they're going to lose. My guess is they have no plan. <clears throat> literally. That's probably true, too. Yeah, I think they're scrambling a little bit. For Biden, though, I do think there's a quote unquote shadow campaign. What if their plan is like two guys just are always standing next to Joe Biden for some reason and Biden's wearing sunglasses and a hat and he's kind of slumped okay, over. Okay, but subtle this time. <laughs> Although I will say that whoever's running the shadow campaign, I would not want to take credit for that disaster. Well, they won in 2020. It worked. Yes, and uh, antipathy says, antipathy, Tim, you know better. There was a lot of election fair going on, but there was also fraud. Changes in the laws surrounding the election are the smokescreen to the fact that they were fabricating votes. I do not agree. I don't agree. James O'Keefe caught a guy bragging about ballot harvesting. How, like, here, here's what I think happens. Was there fraud? Yes. Uh, I think there was. The overwhelming majority of what it was was likely ballot harvesters being promised money or just because of a standalone complex Basically, they all were psychotic cultists who hate Trump so much they went out and got the votes. I think it is very unlikely that the majority of the votes were like people filling them out themselves. I think a lot of it was ballot harvesters going to nursing homes and just being like, just sign, just sign. Okay, and then why is it that many of these ballots only were for Biden? If there was a conspiracy and they could print up votes, they wouldn't just put Biden and nothing down ballot. But if there were moronic ballot harvesters who didn't know better, they would be like, do Biden and sign it. That makes more sense to me. I think ballot harvesting, voter in the park, 
It was all rooted in universal mail-in voting. I think that's how they did it. Did you see James O'Keefe's post that he apparently had? He's like teasing an interview. Yeah, the Edgar on, like my secret workout with. My favorite response Mm. to that was like, he is truly everywhere. It is fascinating Uh to me. He's inside you. James O'Keefe. He's going to pop up at any moment. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Stephanie King says, if they violated the Constitution to win, is it legal? Yes. The DOJ violated the First Amendment by censoring big tech. Elon has the receipts. Legal does not mean moral, right, ethical, or otherwise. It means, did the legal system confirm it and allow it? Like, legal doesn't always mean good things. So, Like, a lot of really bad things throughout history were legally done. And so they violate the Constitution. The courts say it is not unconstitutional. It is constitutional. The court has confirmed it was by the Constitution. Now, we would argue, no, the judge is full of it, and this should be appealed, but they don't. It is still through the legal process. That's just it. And if you got a problem with the law, a lot of people do all the time. How many of you think, like, what, what's the argument? Taxation is theft, but it's not legal? Well, of course it's illegal. We just don't like the law. Legal does not mean good. Let's grab some more. What is this? P. Deedle says SCOTUS must intervene ASAP, considering news out of Illinois. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Illinois is booting Trump. Oh, man. Let's see. S. Bish, I don't know, says voting law changes need to be performed than state's constitution. Many weren't. Too many think primaries and elections are federally controlled. That is correct. And so Trump actually won a law. Trump's legal team won a bunch of lawsuits. I think the majority of them. Uh. But they were they, they always came out like, well, it's not enough here. So they keep saying things like, uh, oh, all of these lawsuits were dismissed. No, no, no. Trump's team actually won a good amount. The problem was, I think that they just kept saying, sure, you may be right here, but this is not enough votes. And so no matter how many times they prove like this is done wrong or this is done wrong, the courts would always just say yes. But the most important thing was that when it came to the constitutional question, the courts kept saying no standing, meaning we don't even care if you're right. Get out. You are not allowed to bring this suit. It's nuts. All right. 2A Willie says, Tim, you have proven the point that politics are not only downstream from culture. Our culture also hinges on lawfare, i.e. the courts and elections. Biden is now our president and look no further than our borders. Yep. It's all one big circle. You know, they're going to destroy our culture. They're going to negatively. Imp- you know, it's really crazy. I was watching. We, we play music, you know, before we come up for the show in the green room. And uh, what song came? I was like, Everlong and Zero by Smashing Pumpkins. And I was like, it's kind of wild that these were like big songs released in pop music. And then at some point it just turned into like booty bumping, bouncing on a dick stuff. I'm like, how does that like happen? Adderall. No, uh, I think it stupid was. Stupid pharmaceuticals. They it's, ruined it's, people's creative drive. It was certainly not Adderall. It, it was, was the big, 1998 or something. That Adderall is not why the music industry shifted away from alternative rock into... Like pop trash, tra- that electronica junk. No, like, like, uh, uh, what's the right word for it? Like, um, it's like, it's like party hip hop. I wouldn't know what you call it, but not not party hip hop. I mean, like, uh, degenerate. Like yeah. it became degenerate. Yeah, yeah, not just Adderall, but I blame the pharmaceuticals big time. SSRIs. Yeah, people just that has nothing to do with the music industry deciding we're going to make more money by making songs that are low production quality and low melody and just about doing drugs and shooting for sure the executives in the industry are like all they care about is profit they don't care about the creative drive i don't know i'm I'm assuming a lot of them think think like that because they're all drugged out 
I don't know. That's just a, a guess. That's a total non sequitur. I don't think so. Because when people a are market stoned executive out, doesn't do Adderall and then all of a sudden go like, let's not make money. No, they, all sense. they care about is making money. Right. But they always only cared about making money. Not the good ones. The good ones knew how to <laughs> make good music. Dude, I got a bridge to sell you, bro. You need to sustain your artists. I got a bridge to sell you. At least you're you. supposed to. But the new thing that's just churn and burn. All right. Let's read some more. Andy Bojangles. So now this is kind of, uh, this is random. But I had to let Ian know. Ian, I don't know why, but back when I started watching here two years ago, I didn't like you at all. But over the past year, I can't fight it anymore. You're awesome. Cheers, brother. Thanks, dude. Mr. Bojangles. Ligama says, you better watch your tone there, Timbo. I'm plurfluntly robust. The doc says I shouldn't have any problems with this election or any other election. With these little blue pills, Jill can't wait for the election. As a, a, I'm as... Vrilder as day can pop the thing blurgel well all right there it's very Joe. hard to transcribe joe biden yep john jones says i lived in athens briefly a couple years ago when i was moving out some homeless people started hanging out right across the fence from my apartment sure glad i didn't stay sad sad yeah it's really sad the, one damage the controlling says new york post just blamed lakin riley for her own murder because she resisted being raped. You can never hate corporate journalists enough. I think this is fake news. And this is a really, really annoying story. I I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I, I literally just don't get it. How easy is it for one person to just be like, this is the thing you should feel. And everyone goes, you're right. I should feel that. The story about a profiler said that this Ibarra guy likely panicked after Lakin resisted. So he killed her. And I'm like, where in that does it blame Lakin? Like, what, is, what, what does it mean? Yes, he was trying to rape her. When she fought back, he panicked, so he murdered her. That's what the profiler said. How, would, how does that in any way blame her for resisting? Why is everybody saying that? It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. That, that's literally what happened. The guy did, was intending to rape her. And when she fought back, he panicked and murdered her. She was right to fight back. I wish she was armed. The guy who was trying to rape her is a psychotic murderer. I don't see how this blames Lakin in any way. And I don't know why everyone's saying it. It makes no sense. But I'm seeing like all these tweets where everyone's like, you're right. It's the New York Post's fault. What? The New York Post quoted a profiler. Why are you blaming the New York Post? Like, I got a lot of complaints about the media. But if a profiler comes out and says, here's what we think happened. And New York Post is like, here's what the profiler thinks happened. Why are you saying the New York Post is blaming her? It's just non sequitur. Does not compute. All right, we'll grab some more Super Chats. <clears throat> Let's go. Bill Hughes says, robust equals has breasts. I don't know. Polly Pure says, I'm listening while working. Tim is on fire tonight. Perhaps, perhaps. All right, Jordan Cox says, we lost our kitten today to his surgery injury. Please pray for our boy, Frankie. Rip Frankie, we love you. That's so sad. It's already here, man. Mr. Bocas seems uh, fairly spry, but he's, you know, he's, he's got balance issues. Yeah. He's getting, he's getting dangerously low in his blood cell count and the medicine's slowly not working anymore. So, but he's made it quite a long time. It's yeah. over a year. Time to regenerate. He was not supposed to make it this long. He was supposed to be a couple of weeks, but we got him hopped up on goofballs. I love that cats have nine lives saying they're just so in tune with your emotions. Like, you'll think they're going to die, and then you have hope, and then they get hope, and they're like, actually, I want to eat. Apparently, cats that are at the end, like, they become more affectionate, and that actually prolongs their life, like, when you give them affection back. Big time. That's how Bucko is. If you pet him, he goes and eats. Like, that he's a inspired. Polly Puree says, I hope this guy beats Crenshaw. <laughs> Indeed. 
Me too. <laughs> Jacob Parody says Joe Rogan needs to endorse Trump. He should. He should. He's done it tacitly, but not really. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'd vote for him over Biden. Yeah. yeah. Where are we at? Let's grab some more. Cowboy Rob says Russia could have finished off Ukraine about a year and a half ago if they really if if they really had wanted to. I don't think Putin is really trying to take Ukraine. I don't know. It's it's hard to fight through all the propaganda to figure out what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah, even Putin himself said that he can't even fight against our propaganda machine. We live in a freaking bubble and that's the lens that we see through. We don't really know what's going on outside the world. I believe that 100%. Garant says Trudeau doesn't want to be China. Soros stated a few years ago he infiltrated Canada and Argentina's government. Trudeau was his infiltrator. Trudeau is doing WEF's bidding. Yeah. Uh, as for Argentina, I am jealous. Man, yeah. Javier Malay. Talk about, wow. He's slash. He balanced the budget. That's like unheard of for a country. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. And in the amount of time, is crazy. That's what people aren't talking about. They did it in like two days, it feels like. Overnight. Right. I mean, it's a couple it months, just, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. But still, if in, in, in terms of like a country, it's overnight. It's wild. Rohan Dunt says, Tim, doing the Nazi salute was recently made a criminal offense in Victoria, Australia. Yet the communist fist is fine and dandy. We went to uh, the Ben and Jerry's communist factory when we were in Burlington. And they have a picture of Colin Kaepernick doing the red salute. And I just thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, you know, it'd be a really fun video to make. An ice cream, an ice cream truck that's like parked and like doing high quality ice cream with tons of Nazi imagery, but not overt Nazi imagery. Like you're not going to put a swastika or anything, but you'll have like a guy smiling and doing the Roman salute and, you know, and it'll be called things like structure the world to bring back order. And so what Ben and Jerry said is they have a picture of Colin Kaepernick doing the red salute and it says like, you know, non-dairy change the world and world world is world. And it's like, okay. But the red salute is like, no, it's no different than doing the Nazi salute. But these protesters do it all the time. And uh, I won't do the red salute, but it is holding your fist up at a 90 degree angle with your fingers facing outwards. The fingers, to, uh, the fist and the fingers together represents united we are strong in a much similar way as the fascist, the symbol of the fascists fascist. was a, a bundle of fascists. Is that how you pronounce it? Fascist, yeah. Was a bundle of sticks with a blade. Because a single stick is weak, but all together it makes a weapon. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for for them to put up a picture of Colin Kaepernick doing a red salute, it's just like, it's kind of shocking how ignorant people in this country are as, as to what communism is, because we hate Nazis so much. And Nazis are bad, and we don't like them. But communists are bad too. Yeah. When the Chi when a Chinese Communist Party member has wants to join the party, they, they have to perform the red salute. And then you walk, you, you go to these protests, Antifa, they walk around doing the red salute. And they had a picture of Colin Kaepernick doing it. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, they killed like 100 million people. And Colin Kaepernick is just on a picture doing that. <laughs> that's nuts. Yes. My feelings are I'm never going to stop putting my hands in the air and squeezing my fingers. So I don't care who did it before me, who appropriated it, who tainted it. So you're going to walk around and do back. Roman salutes? I've never stopped. I mean, I don't think about it. And I, don't do it for, I don't do it for the Romans. I don't do it for the commies. I do it for myself he when he I feel good sometimes. You just be walking around do, it's, like, doing Nazi salutes. Whatever it is. Arm, hand up with a fist? Come on. That belongs to nobody. Get out of here. The uh, Same with the Nazi crap. They try and make these oh, things. Oh, he won't do that one, They though. try and make these things like um, illegal just to put your hand in a certain direction. I can't stand that stuff. Like no. telling you, you can't say a certain word, can't make a certain yeah. shape with your finger. Get off. 
I agree. I can see the headlines tomorrow. Jameson Ellis consorts with Nazis and communists. <laughs> At the same time, somehow. Look, that's very bipartisan. Of it's, you. I, it, these are incremental things. They'll First, they'll be like, no, no, yeah, no, it's right. just a Nazi thing that's that we right. want to make illegal. Don't worry about it. 10, 20 years. No, no, it's just a communist one we want to make. No, no, it's just you standing there we want to make illegal. Like, don't let them right. do that. Slippery slope, man. I don't care about it being illegal. I care about it not being socially acceptable for a, a major Unilever owned ice cream company to put communists allegiance in their ice cream product. Yeah. But we all know that Ben and Jerry's are a bunch of communists. So it's like, you know, whatever. It's pretty funny. We went there and it, I was looking at all the weird communist stuff they got. And I thought it was hilarious because they're really like, like, like Ben and Jerry's is, is, is especially far leftist mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like yeah. it's not just democrat it's entrenched in the woke culture stuff too like it would be like going to an ice cream shop and they have like jack posobiec brand ice cream like that that's really in the weeds for trump supporters you know, like the average person probably doesn't know who jack is no offense jack i'm just saying like the average person's probably just like i know who trump is but who else you know what i mean but it was funny because uh as we were leaving some guy recognized me and he's like hey what's up man watch the show and i was like yo what up and maybe he's watching now but I was thinking it's funny. It's like, here we are. We're both very critical of communists and we're checking out this communist factory. The crazy thing about the Ben and Jerry's factory is they don't allow tipping. And it said to ensure everyone gets like equal treatment and fair pay. We, ha we do not accept tipping in exchange for higher wages. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That's not true. You can pay your staff 20 bucks an hour and allow them to accept tips. Why? I, I can't give a guy 10 bucks for no reason. No, it's because they're communists and they want to make sure everyone gets paid the same no matter what. Yeah. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, so you can watch that members-only show coming up on the front page of TimCast.com in a couple minutes. You don't want to miss it. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Jameson, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, again, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so I definitely would encourage everybody to go to jamesonellis.com. That's Jameson like the whiskey, uh, only I won't leave you with a hangover in the morning. But Jameson, J-A-M-E-S-O-N-E-L-L-I-S.com. Uh, we are up against big establishment money, so every little bit helps. If you wouldn't mind making a contribution of $5, $10, a dollar, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, even though we're almost done with early voting and election days right around the corner, it, it will not go to waste. So uh, if you could do that, that would be great. Also, last thing I want to say is if you would go to firedancrenshaw.com. So that's uh, actually a site that I was turned nice. on to about two or three weeks ago. It's got his voting record on there. It's got the proof of the votes. It explains the votes. Uh, it takes you to the roll calls, the legislation, everything. So if you want to learn more about my opponent, go to firedancrenshaw.com. Uh, just also throw this out there. There is no there's no rumor mill type stuff on there this is just 100 percent his voting record so i don't get involved in a lot of the mudslinging my my whole goal is just to show how he is not truly representing the district he is supposed to represent so with that being said uh that was basically it man you know i I'm, i just appreciate being able to come and have a conversation with all y'all and you know I, I watch the show quite regularly so it was hard for me to walk in the door and not be like that's tim pool <laughs> <laughs> so just playing thanks pool. Thanks. Yeah, playing pool. That was, yeah. that was pretty crazy. So just thanks for having me on the show, man. It's right an on, honor man. and a privilege. For, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's been fun having you here. Did you say where people can follow you online? 
Yeah, JamesonEllis.com. On all the socials, my handle is at the Jameson Ellis. It's Facebook, X, Truth. I mean, all across the board. YouTube, uh, at the Jameson Ellis. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's been fun having you here. I'm Hannah Claire Bremla. I'm a writer for SCNR.com. You should follow. You can follow all of our work at TimCast News on Twitter and Instagram. I'm really grateful to be part of that team. And uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Twitter at HC Bremlo and I'm on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. Bye, Ian. Bye. See you later, Hannah Claire. See ya. Good to see you, Jameson. And you guys follow me at Ian Crossland on the internet uh, all over the place. And check out eyesofadvice.com. Eyesofadvice.com. That's the new music video we just launched. It's the most Shazam song we've ever had. Let's keep it up. Yeah, because because they'll hear they'll see the ad and they'll be like, "What was that song?" Uh, 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 and then they Shazam it because they don't remember. And then it, that's, it's it's, it's it's like, yeah, people want the. We've been getting crazy feedback over how good the video is. Yeah. The video is spectacular. Right so on. shout out to Kent Welling for putting making that doing the bulk of the work on that. I can't wait till we put out the video showing how he made it because you guys are gonna laugh. So funny. Asses off. So funny. Is that Friday? Maybe we'll do that on Oh, Friday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's up to Ken. We're behind the scenes. Right on. We got Surge. All right, Surge. Yeah, uh, I'm Surge.com. Uh, find me on the internet. Follow me on SoundCloud or something. Who knows? Cheers, guys. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.